Today marks a major milestone for the podcast, How Star Wars Is It? To date, we have rated and reviewed 99 different topics, and today is our 100th episode. So to celebrate, we thought, what better way to honor the legacy of How Star Wars Is It than to review 100 different topics in one episode? So this week... On How Star Wars Is It, we're reviewing 100 different topics. How Star Wars Is It? Welcome, everybody! Welcome to the show! Uh, my name is Josiah. And my name is Mike, and hopefully you know that by now. Yeah. If, if this is your first episode listening to How Star Wars Is It, I just would recommend you don't. <laughs> yeah, I would recommend you go listen to a, another episode, maybe a Star Wars-related one, yeah, if you're a Star Wars fan. Our goal today, and our goal on every episode, is to rate yeah. and review everything under the yes. sun, movies, books, TV, uh, but not of how good they are, but of how Star Wars they are. So That's do they right. share characteristics with the Star Wars movies, books, comics, video games? Mm -hmm. You take all mm -hmm. those Star Wars things, throw them in a pot, turn your uh, burner on medium-high heat, mm -hmm. boil First, them all and down and then later turn it to low yeah, to let it simmer. You want to get it to just be on a simmer eventually. <laughs> um, that's the Star Wars chili, and we rate and review every topic based on that yeah. chili being a 10 out of 10. Um, so normally we do just anything, really. We've done movies, we've done TV shows, we've done concepts, yeah. we've done games, you know, you name it. But this, this today week... today we're doing all of the above. <laughs> we're doing all of the above. So Mike and I have spent the last couple of months compiling a list of... Of 100 individual topics yeah. uh, and also re reaching out to past guests of the show to for them to send us a mini review of a topic That's of their right. choice we we have not been able to get this far without help from friends so we called upon their help one more time yes so you uh like we said if this is your first episode probably go back and listen to something else because this episode <laughs> yeah, is gonna be long we don't know how this is gonna go we're gonna guess that this is gonna be a long one because yeah. we're gonna talk about a hundred things and usually we go off on little tangents yeah. so we know we have to keep it tight but we also know that we are incapable of doing that yes true so it's gonna be a long one and it's gonna be very frenetic pace and it's going to be really bounced it's going to literally be bouncing from topic to topic because we have literally 100 mm -hmm. things to cover so for that matter new listeners maybe move on and established regular listeners maybe you can skip this one too <laughs> yeah you know or maybe just save this one for when you're like god i'm out of content and you're like i just need something in yeah. the background and then we have a hundred driving from like minnesota to florida yeah and i need just a, something a 20 hour podcast this yeah the, so mike when, whenever we were planning this mike was like like, you know, we we're trying to be like, how long is it going to be? And Mike was like, well, if, if we do one minute per topic, that's 100 <laughs> minutes, which is two. What is that? Like, that's like right under that's like just about two hours. Yeah. Right under two hours. Uh, and I was like, oh, 
oh no because if yeah. we're just no way that we're gonna do a but we're gonna try we're gonna try to like at least uh keep it quick and we're gonna keep it moving and if we go long on one Great. thing we'll keep it moving so we should probably just start right yeah so that's the premise of the podcast if you if you're new leave if you're old leave <laughs> yeah um that's how we do our ratings it's on a scale of one to ten on how star wars it is so um oh shit you know what we should probably do right now josiah what? is um Usually on every episode, we rate and review the thing out of a unit of measure oh, tailored to that yeah. episode's topic. We are not going to... We, no. It only takes us like no. a minute just sitting with dead air trying to think of what those I are. I think this week it's just numbers. Yeah. Maybe maybe the like blanket um, unit of measure is Hasweez. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. The, that, that could be the standardized unit of measure. Episode. It's like the, yeah. the metric scale. You know, we can just make so it... If, <laughs> If anyone ever at some point makes like a wiki page for this show, which I know will never happen, uh, and you like are able to sort by like unit of measure used, yeah, it'll just be a bunch of chaos, and then in one like chunk Hundred of the chunk. chart, it's just a bunch of hisweez. Yeah, 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 and and you know we'll see if these hisweez uh, line up one to one with all the other units of measure because we That's could right. find out that we maybe get a little uh, loopy on this episode, but we should um, get started. Yeah, so. You'll, uh, you'll hear from us a lot, but you'll also hear from a, a yeah. lot of our special guests from the past. You'll also hear a fun announcement about halfway through the episode, so yeah. at least stay tuned till then. At least stay till 50, and then... Uh, and, okay, so we, we... Star Wars is primarily a movie franchise, sure. so we'd be remiss if we didn't start this list with a movie. Great. And, of course, what movie is a better way to start this list than the classic... Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Okay, so right out the <laughs> gate, we've got a sequel that uh, may or may not live up to the uh, promise and love of the original. Is that yeah. fair to say? They try to do a lot of the same tricks, but they don't have as much of the same emotional impact and stakes. I will say, it was a fun movie. It's a fun flick. I actually, We watched it this Christmas. We, we watched the first Home Alone this Christmas, and I hadn't seen it in a long time, and I was like, whoa. This is a good movie. Um, I haven't seen Home Alone 2 in a while, but I do remember it's New York. That's kind of like Coruscant. Uh, <laughs> it has notorious criminal and inciter of violence Donald Trump <laughs> yeah. in it. It has hopefully maybe by the time this comes out, impeached uh, an indicted president, former President Trump Please. in it. Um, you know, We're recording this ahead of time, but only just after the horrible acts of violence at the Capitol, by the way. Yeah. And, and now we'll brush past that because we've got 99 more <laughs> topics to cover and to keep our ener energy high and jovial. Well, so movie movies normally fall pretty high, but this is like a kid's movie and it features mostly like a kid. So I'm going to say it's on the lower scale, right? Yes. I'm going to say yes. like, I'm just going to go like four sweets. Yeah, I think we're going to have a lot on this episode between four and six because that's like our midpoint yeah. default. So I'm going right. to say four as well. Great. That is Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Topic number two. Rice. Rice. So uh, I put rice on here, and it was the uh, the idea was like something that there can be a hundred of that's not overwhelming, you know? And uh, I think uh -huh. there was a Dimitri Martin joke that's like, you know, if you want to, or maybe it was Mitch Hedberg, I don't know, but like if you yeah, want to eat. Yeah, I think it's Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, if you want to eat like a thousand of something, eat rice or something like that, which is like, yeah, yeah. that's a good joke. And also, yeah, it's true. like rice is a good food for if you're hungry and want to eat a thousand of something. Yeah. So you can eat a hundred rice just like easy uh rice is also very basic grain everyone is exposed to it everyone has it it's something that um, all cultures know, in star wars uh you see a lot of sort of downtrodden peoples and i feel like their reliance would be on like rice and now, like those little breads that you that rise <laughs> now uh objection uh counselor 
or judge Uh-oh. because oh that is uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Postulation. That's not the right word, but it kind of is because have we ever seen rice in the Star Wars universe? We have speculation. not seen rice. Speculation. No, Objection. I speculation. Was, I was doing a bit of a parallel thinking kind of thing there. All right, but, I'll allow uh, it. Gavel, yeah. gavel. <laughs> but watch yourself. <laughs> So, um, yeah, yeah gonna, no, okay, so rice is a food. We've done foods before, <laughs> and sometimes they get high if they're universal. Rice is absolutely universal, but it's not, like, flashy. You know what I mean? Mm, right, yes. So I'm going to say it's going to be low for sure, yeah. uh, but maybe not, like, super low? Yeah, no, I'm thinking for rice, uh, I'm going to give it two. Two is sweet <laughs> sounds good to me. Two is sweet sounds good to me. <laughs> Um, all right. All right. Our third topic today, and we should probably pick up the pace, <laughs> is, um, in fact, this was, I think, suggested to us by past and no doubt future guest Michael Delaney. He has his own review coming up, yeah. but um, it is trade disputes. Trade disputes. Now- We're talking about real world, real life trade disputes. Famously important to the prequels. Um, yes. Famously important in real life because they, I mean, you know, what's funny is that like we talk about how trade disputes are uh, for the prequels. It's kind of a meme of like, who cares? But like, truly, that is the start of most wars in real life, too, is just yeah, economically right. based. Right. So, like we had the original movies, which were like flashy adventures, but they were called Star Wars and wars only ever start over like territorial, you yeah. know, like I want the thing that you have. Yeah. And that's a boring political endeavor up until the shooting starts. So it's very war. It's very it is very prequely. It's not super new trilo- or original trilogy or like sequel trilogy. So I'm going to say it's like middling. Yeah. I'm gonna give and a- again, there's no laser swords, there's no good no. music, there's no sneaking around. So, like, it's middling at best. <laughs> yeah, there could be sneaking around if you're doing some corporate espionage. That's true. Ooh. I'm going to give it, like, a five. I'm going to get crazy and oh. give it a five of squeeze. Okay, my gut was saying three, so <laughs> oh! I'm, I'm keeping track of this, too. So that's a five and a three, so that'll average out to a four of squeeze. There we go. Okay, next, number four. Number four is those giraffe toys where you press the bottom of the base and it collapses like mush yeah. and then when you release the button it stands up again yeah now the thing that i, I immediately think <laughs> of is ray's quarter portion because that <laughs> comes up like you know well and ray also has a little toy uh starfighter guy uh, like a rebel pilot that's true and she has a little bb-8 toy <laughs> that's you know what life-size. i also think of with those little giraffe things listeners you know what we're talking about they're made up of like sort of like beads and their skeleton is like taut string you know what's funny is um, i don't really know what we're talking about like oh, i'm really? pretty sure oh, okay, i've well, seen it before but like i'm not familiar <laughs> You get them at like a gift shop of like you, you could probably get them at like an arcade if you had like fifty tickets. If you had or enough whatever. tickets for sure. Um, they uh, you you push the underside and they just like squish down <laughs> and then when you release it, it like stands back up. Yeah, again. okay, um, no, I'm seeing it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. I think also of a lot of the wacky characters you see in like the special editions, like in Jabba's Palace or in Moss Eisley. Sure. Because uh, they're all goopy and weird like that. <laughs> they are goopy and weird like that. I'm is say- it a movie or a story? No. 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 It is a toy, though, in Star Wars' is Toyetic. So I'm going to go ahead and yeah. say a two, his sweet. <laughs> I was thinking a two as well. I'm glad that we have so. Uh, like so we're so good at our own scale that like we don't even have to really talk about something very much to be very close right. in our rating about <laughs> right it. yeah well that's that's how the podcast works we talk a bunch of bullshit uh-huh. for a half hour we take a break we play a game that doesn't make any sense and then we realize we've gone long and we have to sum up the movie in in two minutes yeah 
a good podcast at gmail.com. So our uh, number five is The Martian, uh, the movie from 2015 starring Matt yes, Damon. starring uh, Matt Damon. So I actually wrote a couple notes about this. It is a movie. Yeah. It is in space. Uh-huh. It is kind of funny, but not very funny, which is kind of a Star Wars characteristic. But it didn't stop it from winning Best Comedy at the Golden Globes that that's year. That's so dumb that that happened. I forgot about <laughs> that, and that's just so truly dumb. Okay, continue. Uh, and it is more like real deal science fiction sci-fi, yeah. like hard sci-fi where things like atmosphere and like it takes two years to fly from the Earth to Mars. That, that kind of thing is in it that is not very Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it's a movie, it's in space, it's got elements of mm-hmm. s- that Star Wars stuff. I'm going to give it right I mean, down the middle. Saving the day. Right down the middle, I'm going to say it's a five. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like five for The Martian 2015 starring Because you could Damon. tell me that it was like a, a, a in Star Wars universe, and I'd be like, oh, it's just the part of the Star Wars universe where they don't have laser swords. Maybe. Right. I don't I'd know. be like, I half believe you. <laughs> <laughs> so number six, we have The Martian, the book by Andy <laughs> Weir. Uh, the movie was based on. Yeah, I I read that book. I I'm not a big reader, and I could not fucking put that book down. Same. I remember being at the annoyance one night, and I had like read it in the on the train on the way there, and I got there early, so I was like reading The Martian as like my team arrived. Good, that should everyone. Yeah, quit 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 doing improv and like talking to people before shows yeah. and read more books. Here's what I will say about the movie adaptation of the book. It uh, was a pretty faithful adaptation, and the only thing it did was, like, trimmed a lot of the fat that's in the book. Like, the the peril that the main character gets into in the movie, there's, like, two or three fewer instances of it sure. than there are in the book. And in the book, it does get a little exhausting that, like, he keeps, Almost like, dying. narrowly escaping death. <laughs> I-, I loved the book, too. I also couldn't put it down. I'm going to say, because it's a book and not a movie, there are a lot of Star Wars books, though. But I think it's mm-hmm. going to fall a little, a little shorter. Yeah, because it's even more hard sci-fi yeah. to me. I'm going to say like, let's give it a – maybe uh, for me, it's going to be four Hisuis, just a little yeah, less than Yeah, I like movie. that. Four and four. Fours, fours, fours across the board. Don't, 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 don't. Okay, number seven, The Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller. The seminal Batman comic book mm-hmm. that darkened the Batman tone post the Adam West days. And that inspired uh, many a, yeah. uh, a movie, including uh, The Dark Knight Rises and also Batman versus Superman, in a way. Um, That's true. For better and for worse. But it's also a- all the good Nolan movies and even, I think, probably the Michael Keaton the original Batman the movie or not Batman the movie but Batman from 1989 yes. or whenever that was I yeah. feel like a lot of that was pulled from the sort of darkness of Frank Miller kind of the Frank Miller re, yeah re, redefined the genre so it, it is yeah. I mean or the Batman genre I guess which is not a genre but the Batman property past uh, and no doubt future guest Michael Delaney might be able to like weigh in more on this <laughs> yeah it's a great it's a great graphic novel um, it's a great book everyone should read it it's very good is it very Star Wars? Uh, it think- has like those like sci-fi guys in it. The like mutant gang is all very like of yeah. the 80s conception of sci-fi, like weird angled glasses. <laughs> yes, it's very good and cool looking. So it's got like the character element that Star Wars has. Yeah, it's very like, character It has sort of like a washed up guy having to come back, which is very Luke in the sequels. Um, and like Lucas in the prequels, it doesn't like Reagan. Yeah, Reagan is still president in it. It's very funny and weird. Well... Where's my um, and, jelly and of beans? Course, George Lucas named Newt Gunray after Newt Gingrich and Ronald Reagan. That's so good. 
I love so that. What a hippie. It has some of the like political edge that Lucas was attempting to get into the prequels, even though it was a little bit like muddy. Now it's um, got now it is a graphic novel. It's a comic. There are yeah. Star Wars comics. I feel like this is similar to The Martian. It's gonna be like right there at around a four for me. Yeah. I I'm gonna say it's also like The Martian in that the the two Martian properties were a four and a five. So you give it a four, I'm giving it a five. There we go. <laughs> Well, now it's time for to, so you can stop listening to us and have a little break. It's time for our yeah. first special ghost. Yeah, we've already mentioned him twice. Mm-hmm. Speaking of comic books, <laughs> this is our first guest review from past and no doubt future guest, Michael Delaney. Also, anytime we talk about Michael Delaney, you could just say, speaking of comic books, and it would be apropos <laughs> yeah. for just bringing him up. <laughs> right. Here he is. <laughs> Hello, sweeties and listeners. It is past and no doubt future guest Michael Delaney here to give you a quick sweet on Spider-Man the Animated Series from the 1990s. Available on Disney+. Plus. I know you have Disney+. Plus. It's going to be categorized kind of weird. It's going to be one season with like 64 episodes instead of as many seasons there ended up being. Anyways, I'm starting the clock right now for two minutes. Here we go. Um... This is an animated series that was worried about violence, so there are no bullets and no guns like that. There are laser guns. Laser guns abound. There's actually a lightsaber. Uh, Blade, the vampire hunter, shows up at one point, and he has a literal lightsaber. Uh, There's a lot of explosions, lots of explosions. There are clones, clones made of water. Hopefully you hopefully watch the show far enough to get that. Uh, There's a hero's journey. Luke and Peter are both the everyman that we see this story go through. Uh, Daddy issues. Uh, Plenty of those with Uncle Ben... Uh, just like Vader and all that, but like Ray, who has mystery parents, uh, Peter has mystery parents because we find out that they were actually uh, spies in and, and S.H.I.E.L.D. We have Madame Web, she's cryptic, she could be Yoda. Kingpin could be Jabba, could also be the Emperor. The Red Skull could also be the Emperor. Uh, that means Captain America shows up at one point. We initially think that he's a legend, so it's like that part in Force Awakens where they say it's true, all of it. Uh, there are space aliens. Um, there's a dark version of yourself in the form of Venom. Uh, there are Ben figures who die, Uncle Ben and Obi-Wan Kenobi. There is Aunt Beru and Aunt May, both ants. Um, Luke makes his lightsaber, and Peter makes his web spinners. Uh, space war with aliens, ships with cloaking devices, and the against. No core group of pals, no planets explode, no varying powers in Star Wars, no transformations in Star Wars, no villain or hero team-ups in Star Wars. Star Wars doesn't get canceled and end in a cliffhanger. This show did, and it sucks! Uh, There are no secret identities in Star Wars. Uh, Aliens exist in Star Wars, but they cannot be worn as clothing, like Venom can. Uh, Star Wars does not have a line like, with great power that comes great responsibility, that's repeated a lot. Um, I guess you could say the Force will be with you, uh, but it's not exactly the same. Okay, um, coming up on two minutes here. One of the long arcs in Spider-Man is called the Neogenic Nightmare, so I am going to give... This, on the Husui scale, a 7 out of 10 neogenic nightmares. Thanks for your time. Happy New Year. How Star Wars is it? Thanks, Michael Delaney. Thanks, Michael Delaney. I, too, love Spider-Man. And I'm sure you didn't say that specifically, but that is what you covered. (laughs) Woo! Spider-Man animated series. Great job. Uh Good job. 
Um, all right. Uh, speaking of giving these properties a rating of a number of one to ten, our uh -huh. next entry, number nine, is numbers or better pronounced <laughs> num 3rs a cbs procedural show where a guy what like knows how to solve crimes because he knows math good yeah it's the guy it's the it's the what's his name it's the guy david crumhuckle colts the guy from elf the elf the or not from elf the guy from santa claus the elf from santa claus is what I was trying to say. So here's what I will say. I think you added this to the list. I'm aware of the show, but I did not watch it. <laughs> I, I added this to the list because I was thinking, I was just like, what's funny? And then I remember that that show was a thing that my parents actually, that we all watch yeah. as a family. And I remember it being like pretty decent. But yeah, essentially it was just that he, he had a, a, a brother who was like in the FBI and, and he was a, a mathematician, like whiz, prodigy. And they would essentially just use like, I don't know, equations and formulas right. to like better predict and find where criminals were. And I, it was cool, but also, Hey, a cab. And yeah, that's true. And also like all those procedural shows have like weird superpower abilities to solve crimes. Yeah. Like CSI does, you know? So like it is kind of nice that like they're owning up to that at the premise of the show. Well, like this guy's such a math genius. He can solve crimes as opposed to like, this person just works in a forensics lab and is able to like find a guy because like his reflection was in like a fucking like public fountain. It or is something. strange, right? Because it's like, you know, there's so many different variations of it's crime solving, but this guy actually is a crime writer. So he's he's got insight into the the the, the, the psyche. And this Are you guy, thinking of Castle? Yeah. Starring uh, Castle. Castle? <laughs> yes. And then there's like, oh, and this guy actually uh, is such a good uh, reader of people that, that uh, he says he's psychic and then there's yeah, i'm talking about psych and then there's like and this guy is such a good reader of people that people think he's psychic even though he says he's not but no one believes him it's the exact opposite of the premise which i think uh -huh. is the mentalist but so like yeah it's just it's just like someone with powers that are just like and this woman can whisper to ghosts and this one has a lot of bones <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so this one has a lot of numb three RS. Yeah, it's not very Star uh, Wars. It's a TV show. It was on CBS of all things. Ugh. I'm gonna say it's like a three because it's got numbers and, in it, and it has a three in the name. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give it a three, Hisweez. And because I haven't seen it, I am gonna give it a two. A ten out of ten. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say because I haven't seen it, I have to abstain from voting, but instead, I'm just gonna. Um, Give it a lower Great. score than you did. Well, now. Um, okay, so that was numbers. Number 10 is numbers. Just the you normal. You know, like counting yeah. one, two, three. You use them for math. So everything is, is you know, everything is code. Um, everything is math. Math is a made-up thing that we did to describe the universe. So, like, technically, uh, Star Wars is math, right? And also, sure. also the movies, that's all bits and bytes, baby. Like, all of it. That's true. Especially once and we see it And it on was one screen. of the, like, pioneers of a lot of digital filmmaking technology, which is even more so bits and bytes. Yeah, and especially, like, like the physical people, when they're doing it, they aren't bits and bytes. But once I'm seeing them on my screen, they're bits and bytes, baby. They are bits and bytes. They're zero zero one zero zero one one. Does anyone else, like, as they walk through the world, see see the world as, like, rain of, like, green numbers? Or is that just me? Oh, God, Mike. I have great and also bad news for you. <laughs> because you are the one, and your life is about to change <laughs> in some good and um, bad ways. Yeah, so I think numbers is fairly high. What do you think? Like yeah, a two? I was going to say, yeah. I mean, it's not a movie or TV show. It's a concept. I think I'm going to say it's a little higher than the numbers TV show. <laughs> So for me, it's going to be a, a three, but a high three instead of a low three. 
Okay, and mine is a two, and it's a low two. Great, 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 great. All right, number 11, we've got the song Bangarang by Skrillex. You guys remember that one? Now, I'm aware of Skrillex as an entity, but I couldn't tell you what any of his songs are called. This one's like the... Bangarang, Really? Yeah, no, so that just sounds like any of his stuff to me, <laughs> the layman. Um, I will say Bangarang hey, is what the more, Lost Boys say in the movie Hook. Yeah, more like the lame man who does, didn't have a ah. dubstep phase. Am I right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's low. It's low, Mike. It's going to be low. I'm going to give it a one. Okay, no, I'm going to give it a two. Just... I'm going to give it a two because it sounds kind of science fiction because it's like... Womp, 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 womp. <laughs> I will follow suit and give Bangarang by Skrillex a two. Great. Um, now, number 12. Oh, this one's on controversial. This is, yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people have been asking us to cover this. This is When Lunchables Did Breakfast. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Now, of course, Lunchables as an entity, like we could, we can maybe do an episode on that because um, they have all sorts of different properties and they are fairly ubiquitous. But yeah. this is a specific, so this would be like instead of how Star Wars is, it'd be like uh. how. Uh, the Thrawn trilogy is it like yeah. a very specific entity of Star I'm, Wars? I'm just looking um, at the Lunchables breakfast. Yeah, uh, they did like waffles and they did like cin- or um, like little cinnamon rolls. I at the gross, time dude. would bring those to elementary school as my lunch. Um, nasty, one thing That's they had nasty. in them, you know how Lunchables always had like a crunch bar or some like little dessert thing. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. The breakfast version dessert was a. Fruity Pebbles Rice Krispie Treat. Wow, great. Like, just, it was like a little, you know, marshmallow bar, but instead of Rice Krispies, it was Fruity Pebbles. And I fucking love Fruity Pebbles, they, so I was, like, gaga for those. They also, they were, like, such perfectly pressed cubes yeah. because, you know, like, Rice Krispies, I mean, they're both, like, rice cereal, but Rice Krispies are, like, puffed, and Rice or, uh, Fruity Pebbles are a little, like, skinnier, like yeah. a potato chip almost. And so the the like cube that this like dessert bar was was like like a Wally block like yeah. it was like so it perfectly was probably, it was probably denser than like a black hole yes. you know yeah. or like, like a, a neutron it was star like sort of a chore for yeah. your your chompers because there was like whatever space the rice krispie made would be filled by the fruity pebble yeah, by et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um it was just um, so that's my only like memory to those the other thing I remember is taking out each of the two cinnamon rolls putting the icing on them and then putting them over my eyes like I was a hypnotist Ooh, uh, spiral. And boy, was I a funny little kid. Dude, I was always so jealous of people with Lunchables because we never had Lunchables in my house because mm-hmm. we, you know, we, we didn't have a lot of money. And I, for some mm-hmm. reason, growing up in my mind, I was like, Lunchables, that's for rich kids. And I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if that's true or if that's just like the thing that I thought as like an eight-year-old. But I knew well, that it was- probably like- closer to true than not because each one's probably what like three or four dollars yeah. and like you could get a loaf of bread for that amount right it's like it would be cheaper like a week of lunch yeah you could make more sandwiches with like a loaf of bread and the meat you would get than buying like four lunchables or whatever but yeah. all that to say when i got lunchables it was it felt like a treat it felt very cool where i'd be like right. oh it's sort of so here's here's where my head how is have we on spent this, this much time talking about lunchables <laughs> this is a this is an emergency <laughs> Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I, I'm thinking Lunchables, the concept, would get a higher score than when Lunchables did breakfast. Right. But when Lunchables did breakfast, it was clearly just like a wacky marketing ploy, which itself is like quite of the, the same vein as yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. So like, I don't know, maybe they're on even playing field. And I'm I'm erring on the high side on this because mm. it is like tricking kids into like begging their parents. You know, like it is sort it's of true. like it's to- merchandise. It's toyetic in a way. Yeah, like Munchab- and it's, it's certainly not... Um, gonna like make you grow big and strong yeah. it's like nasty food it'll make so, you like, grow that's small kind of star and weak. wars 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is what Star Wars does to someone. Yeah. Uh, if you yeah. get into it as a kid, I'll you say, become small and weak. <laughs> uh, go ahead and give it your number because I want to see what I'm it is. I'm thinking it's 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 crazy that I'm thinking this high, but I want to say like a four. Yeah, okay, I was gonna say a four too. Why not? It's a four. <laughs> it's four his. It is. It is not a movie or even a story, and it's getting a four. All right, number um, thirteen. Yeah, this <laughs> came about when we talked a lot about the pizza being a possible episode, <laughs> which of course we did cover sometime in our last hundred. This is number 13, Circles. <laughs> the shape. <laughs> so, you know, the shape, the, you know, uh, I, I think the definition of a circle is um, points equidistant from a center. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and also circles are universal. You find them everywhere, right? They're, yeah. they're everywhere. They're in, they're in everything. Let's, you know, it's low, though, because it's not a narrative. There's no, it's not a movie. Here's the thing. They're all over the place in Star Wars. That's true. A bunch of orbs. I forgot about that. The Death Star is two circles. Star Wars has a lot of circles in it. Circles themselves, though, do not have <laughs> Star Wars in them. You know what I mean? Listeners, we want to hear from you on this one, by yeah. the way. <laughs> uh, hashtag Circlegate. Uh, <laughs> does Star Wars have circles in them? Does Star Wars have circles in them? What? Yeah, we we want we want everyone to tweet at us after this episode drops, and specifically, your only input is about the circles. Our score, we give circles. Yeah, and tell me if you think that that circles has Star Wars in them uh, or yeah. not. Yeah. I'm gonna say it's kind of low, but but high low. It's gonna be a three sweeze for me. Oh yeah, I'm thinking like maybe it's a two. Great, great. Make me look like an idiot. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I, I think we need to disagree sometimes. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, number 14 is Ra Ra Rasputin, not the song, <laughs> the historical figure. But we can bunch the song in there, too, if we want to <laughs> include that as his lore. <laughs> I mean, we could say he has bops because he's got that song. That's I true. guess he doesn't have that song. It's something that happened afterwards. A a, a real life figure, but also uh, with somehow fictional, yeah, <laughs> mythical uh, stuff yeah. about him. And he appears all over the place. There's like a beer, I think, called like Old Rasputin. Mm -hmm. uh, he had a big uh, old dick, apparently. And... and what was his whole thing? He was kind of like a, a political like, underminer. Yeah, right? he like kind of tricked. Well, some people think he kind of tricked the royal family of Russia and like sort of mm -hmm. worked his way in because he was like a peasant from no. And then that little boy had uh, hemophilia. Mm -hmm. And he fixed him, kind of. Alexi. <laughs> and he kind of had, like, magical powers, but also maybe didn't. And, like, no one really knows. And it took him this a... This is sounding Star Wars It's very me. Star Wars to he me. He sounds like a Dooku or a General Grievous oh, oh, type. Oh, 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 Very hard to kill. Kept coming back to life after you thought yes. you killed him. Yeah, very Boba Fett or Force Ghost. Or the Emperor, literally. Or the Emperor, so somehow many... Rasputin has returned. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, for reals, I'm sure the Russian family was like, what? He's, yeah. We, he's supposed to be dead. I mean, he, it, he did die the night they eventually tried to kill him. He eventually did die, but it took a very long time. And You're saying on the night they killed him, he did die? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, the <laughs> on that <laughs> night, he did eventually die. I should uh, the night they attempted it did eventually happen. It just was, it took okay, a lot longer okay. than I thought it was going to. I want to say it's pretty high. I'm going to give him like a five, man. Yeah, you know? I think as far as like a real life person, he has like a mythology to him, and it's all of that sort of like political intrigue and and like maybe he never died. Maybe, uh, so maybe I'm he's with still you alive. There. Yeah, I think as far as like a person goes, that might be our highest ever. Yeah. I think a five have we done an actual correct. person yet? I think that's. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't we, we should. So, was that our first ever person? I think it might be our first ever literal, guys we're gonna have a lot of firsts on literal this human being yeah. uh number 15 okay number 15 is cincinnati <laughs> the city we, 
We've talked about the city of Cincinnati a lot on the show with res- specific respect to uh, Chile. Skyline Chile. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been there a number of times. I went to college near Cincinnati. Um, it's a city. It's yeah. not a big city no. like New York or even Chicago, but it's not a small okay. city Here, here's, here's why I'm going to say this is, is lower, because Star Wars only has backwater like dumps and big cities that are beautiful. There's nothing in between in Star there's Wars. There's not like a bad city. No, there's just like, there's <laughs> yeah. no suburbs. There's no like average-sized city like Cincinnati uh-huh. would be. Everything is either like shining, gleaming part of New York or like the shit alley in New York, and that's it. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna say it's not very high. I'm gonna give it a, but but it's got the chili aspect, which is gonna raise it. Has it, chili. it has a lot of like local food things. It has the chili. It has um this thing called getta, which is like a, a some kind of meat slop, I believe. Uh, getta, which, more like, like get a things... job, Cincinnati. That sounds <laughs> disgusting. Those those two things are both kind of Star Wars in that they are like food that doesn't exist on Earth, and that is gross <laughs> because Skyland Chili is gross. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That that'll take it up to a three for me. I'll give it three Hisuis. I like I like three for the Queen City of Cincinnati. Three for Cincinnati, one for each eye, and one for each in. Um, okay, this next one has a real special place in my heart, Ooh, and I'm yeah, sure yeah, yeah. I'm the one who put it on this list. Number sixteen, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two, the twenty twenty remaster of the classic Tony Hawk video games. Now I am sitting here I don't have it on Mike right now. Mike is playing I'm it warm, right now. But I'm playing it right now. I'm sitting here next to a sweatshirt that Caitlin got me for Christmas that is the sweatshirt my guy on Tony Hawk wears. <laughs> ah, that's adorable. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I love this. I want this. And in fact, a couple years ago at Christmas, she got me the sweatshirt that my, at the time, my Bitmoji wore. <laughs> so like, I only have clothes that represent me. Your um, digital my, avatars. Like, digital avatar <laughs> form, yeah. Um, I fell in love with this game. I played it every day, basically, since I got it. I only recently stopped because I was playing the Miles Morales Spider-Man game. Um, God, I could so do an entire episode on this. Maybe we do in Maybe the future. Maybe we should. We but, should. Um, it is a digital remaster of oh, things that were huge Star hits Wars. in like 1999. That's so like, this Star is Wars. really Star Wars. I fell head over heels into it and like... You know, it was all I thought about for a while. So for that, on a personal scale, it gives it some Star Wars points. And there is an unlockable playable character that is like a gray Roswell alien. Yeah, and and, and this is not in this one, but in, in one of them original back in the day, you could be Darth Maul. That's right. You know what else? Um, basically, every trick you can do is science fiction. That's true. None <laughs> of them are real. Because like you can you can string a chain of like three 900s in a row on one single yeah. half pipe run. And, and, Tony, and that's just impossible. And Tony Hawk can do that like on a good day once. He, he can do one. Yeah. He, and he has hasn't since he was like 48 years old i remember um, there was i remember seeing a video of him doing it like uh, at his oldest where he was like i'm uh-huh. gonna try it again and it took him like fucking forever and then when yeah. he finally did it he was like yes and like took his helmet off and just like threw it on the ground and was like I, yeah. i'm done with it okay i'm 48 <laughs> years old leave me yeah, alone right. i love tony hawk yeah, he's the fucking coolest. Um, also, go, and go basically, look at- my Instagram algorithm right now is an equal mix of thirds. It is one third skateboarding, yeah. one third drag queens, and one third bootleg toy artists. <laughs> 
I love I, I, so like I got it in my head like a couple years ago. Uh, no, this was when I was in college. I was like, I'm gonna fucking learn how to skateboard, and I I did, but not like tricks. I just got a skateboard in yeah. order to like get from one place to another. That if it was a short distance, and then I did that in college for a little bit, and then in uh, Chicago at one point, I was like, I miss doing that, and so I bought a skateboard. And for a while, I lived in Lakeview, and I had a couple shows that were in theaters in that neighborhood and uh-huh. which they would be like a five minute walk or two minute skateboard ride Hell and yeah. so i would literally just like skateboard to rehearse all the shows and be like what's up guys that and i also rules. you know i've considered getting a skateboard and like of course the thought only came to me when it got cold so like yeah. i keep putting it off now but Obviously i will probably you... be getting a skateboard in the year of our lord 2021 i think it's great it's a fun way to get around uh it's terrible for any distance that's longer than like a two minute skateboard ride <laughs> because then it's just like oh that's a lot of excess energy it's not going anywhere and i did also fracture my rib when i fell one time but it was oh, a micro right. fracture which really hurt anyway uh tony that in and of itself sounds kind of star wars yeah, a micro fracture. so okay so tony hawk's pro skater one plus two uh big re-release big nostalgia pull um, I think this gets a high score. It's not really so much of a story, no. so that's going to put it kind of in the middle again. Yeah, but I don't thinking, know. I think this is like a five I was going to say like a five. Yeah, give me give it five Hisuis from, from me. Great. Now, um, oh. okay, we are at about a half hour, and we're only through <laughs> 16, so we're going to probably have to step it up a little bit. But before we do, I, please yeah. take a listen to our next special guest entry. This is number 17, a review provided to us by past guest, Amber Lindy. Hi, my name is Amber Lindy, and I have the amazing opportunity of being on the podcast with these beautiful people and got to talk about how Star Wars is McDonald's. Now, continuing this journey, I would like to talk about how Star Wars is the McRib. <laughs> You're probably thinking, not very much, <laughs> and that's fair. However, I would like to point out that anytime, anytime, the McRib is inching towards our lives again. All McDonald's needs to do is release a statement saying it's back. Now, if you've lived in America for any portion of your life or if you've consumed McDonald's at all, you know that the it's and the it's back is the McRib. It has this magic, this mystical energy, this anticipation that I would argue the Star Wars movies have as well. I think this permission to be excited about something, whether it's big or small, is what Star Wars is. It's a permission to uh, go full out. It's a permission to to get excited, to be joyful, and to enjoy the small amount of time that we have on this planet. And if you're someone who also gets excited about the rib, the McRib, (laughs) I feel like you also carry this ridiculous excitement and childlike wonder as well. So if I had to rate how Star Wars is a McRib, I'm going to go ahead and give it a solid five. Um, how tasty is the McRib? I'm going to give that a solid 10. Happy Honda Days, everybody. Hang in there, and let's look forward to, hopefully, a more magical and McRib Star Wars-filled year. Love you guys. Bye. How Star Wars is it? Wow, Amber, that was great. Also, the McRib. The McRib. It's back. It is actually back right now. So, uh, I think a micro fracture in your McRib. A micro, a Mick, a Mick fracture. What if you went to the McDonald's? What if you went to Dr. McDonald's and he was like, I got a Mick fracture? Is that something? Let's make a sketch. I don't think so. All right. So, this okay, is... our next few is sort of like a family of entries. And I think we'll be able to go through these quickly yeah. because I've only seen the first two. So, number 18 is 
Shrek. Yes. Okay. Just, 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 just to to sort of over a little overview of all of this next these next ones. Shrek is like funny again, and it has been for a, <laughs> it has been for a few years, right? Like, right. Like Shrek came out when we were younger. Uh, like like we were the age of kids' movies for Shrek of when it, it came being out. Like, yeah. And in then the, in the sweet spot. And then a lot of sequels came out, and most of them weren't very good after a while. And then I feel like everyone just kind of like forgot about Shrek, didn't care about Shrek. Right. And then it was like millennials, like our age got to be in their like early mid twenties. And then it was and very, like, remember Shrek? Yeah. It was very <laughs> funny to talk about Shrek again. Yeah. And, and then the, the first movie itself is actually very good. Like it's Shrek great. itself is very good. It's very deconstructive of kids media and of Disney. And of which Disney. Course, Disney on Star, Star Wars. Um, I think Shrek, it's the a hero's journey movie is is almost more subversive than Star Wars. Yeah. So like that's like points against it. And, but it does have bops. Yeah, it does have it bops. It does have sneaking around. <laughs> I'm on my way from misery to happiness <laughs> today. Uh-huh. And then has that song. Uh-huh. It's like I don't care uh-huh. about my reputation. That was also uh-huh. in like every movie at the time. And then it had the um, the um, Rufus Wainwright oh, Hallelujah. And also <laughs> somebody once well, told me that. Uh, but I'm gonna go ahead and give the first Shrek a five because it's a hero's journey. It's a movie and it's animated, but it's not science fiction. It's fantasy. Yeah, I like I like that. I, I might do a four because I have a five ready. I think for the next one, I will oh, also yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of both skateboarding and Shrek. During quarantine around Christmas, Caitlin and I walked all the way to the beach here on, on Lake Michigan in, in uh, and with, uh, Chicago, Shrek which of course is not where uh, there is like a tide because no. it's a lake. But we saw a guy surfing, and he like we a bunch of people were watching, and we were just like so hopeful he would catch a wave, and he did, and then we left. But it was awesome. That it was really choppy that day, and this dude was in a wetsuit in like fucking December surfing on Lake Michigan. Anyway, the reason I tell that story is because it's rad, but. At the beach where we were, there was graffiti on this concrete thing, and I'll post this picture maybe when we release the episode, and it just says, Skate fast, Shrek's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could be I think you could be Shrek in one of the Tony Hawk games too. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's yeah, true. I think you could. So Shrek Two, uh the, is number nineteen. Is Shrek yeah, Two. Yeah, so Shrek Two is like a royal family story, if yeah. I remember correctly. And Shrek Two and is actually is also more... it's also pretty good. I I think as far yeah. as the sequels go, it's not bad. It's pretty good. I think it is a little more kind of down the middle of a like uh princess and prince type of story obviously it does still like subvert a lot of those like expectations but i think it is a little more uh aligned to like what people typically see which makes it a little more star wars to me than the original sure. shrek which is why i thought that one was my well, i'll give five. that one a five then too so that way it's a little higher than shrek two, than shrek these next ones i think we can really bang okay. out because i have not seen any of them okay shrek <laughs> three is, i did see and it was bad and i think shrek it was the third right yeah i think it was one where justin timberlake was in it or something like that Okay. Uh, it sucked, but uh, it's still you know a sequel that's not good is pretty Star Wars. So I'm gonna give it like a three maybe because it's still got and the I'll other. I'll just believe you on yeah. that. <laughs> All right, Shrek Four. I also sort of saw because I saw it. This is so dumb, but I saw one time I went to the drive-in, the one and only time I went to the drive-in theater when I was in high school. And for some pe- reason, my parents let me because I was going with a girl. And, like, I'm sure they know that when you go to a drive-in movie as a teenager with <laughs> one guy and one girl, you just end up making out the whole time. Right. But we did watch most of Iron Man 2, and then we started making <laughs> out, and we made out through most of Shrek 4, uh, a.k.a. Sh- Shrek Forever After. 
so mm-hmm. I don't remember much of it, but it's kind of like a, uh, it's kind of like it's an it's a Wonderful Life kind of thing. Like, <laughs> I can't tell why, but for some reason, when I think of Shrek Four, I think of boners. Yeah, I think of like <laughs> someone putting their tongue in my ear for the first time and me being like, whoa, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> whoa. Uh, but it was bad. I'm gonna give it lower because it was just it wasn't even like like the, there was nothing redeemable about it aside from the fact uh-huh. that there was a tongue in my ear. But it is a movie. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and give it a two. Sweet. Yeah, great. I'll give it a two. Okay, um, now this one's also fun. Also on this list, yeah, please please elaborate here. I don't... This is number 22. Yeah, so there's Shrek 5, which I don't... So Mike has two things here. If there is one, we guess what the rating is, and if there isn't, we just discover that there's not a... I don't know if there's a Shrek 5 either. Do you know if there's a Shrek 5? No. Because I think I wrote it I down. Think there's not. I think but, I wrote um, it down thinking, is there a Shrek 5? <laughs> I wrote, is there a Shrek 5? Shrek 5 was announced all the way back in 2016, but news of its development has been quiet in the years since. Okay, so it's not... But of course there was Puss in Boots. That's (laughs) true. So Shrek 5 is in development hell and isn't coming out, which feels kind of Star Wars because there's a lot of different Star Wars properties like that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. nowadays. So I don't know. uh, Another two, I guess. Yeah, yeah, great. Two Hiswees. All right. Oh, this is a fun one. Shrek run. Welcome to the Shrek Um, Corner. This is a fun one. We got another uh, guest review. All right, number 23 is another special guest, our friend and yours, JPC. From the Hamilton episode, JPC, John Patrick Cohen. Hey, it's JPC from Hey Riddle Riddle and the Bill Buds podcast. I just want to congratulate how Star Wars is it, 100 episodes. Uh, Mike, Josiah, you guys did a great job. What, what a fun podcast. It was a pleasure to be involved as a guest. In honor of your 100th episode, I want to review... 1941 Brooklyn Dodgers manager Leo Durache or Durocher. I I don't know how to pronounce the guy's name, uh, but that is the thing that I want to review for today. Well, uh, you know, what's to say about him? He was posthumously elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1994. That's pretty uh, Star Wars. He started out playing for the New York Yankees, but then ended his career with the Brooklyn Dodgers. Again, pretty Star Wars. Uh, Funnily enough, the quotation, nice guys finish last, is attributed to him. Uh, He didn't actually say it, but it was attributed to him, and he did take credit for it. The original quote is, the nice guys are all over there in seventh place uh, from 1946. Later changed to nice guys finish last. I'd say that that's pretty Star Wars. So, uh, random score, 1 to 10. I'm going to have to give uh, Leo the Lip, a.k.a. Lippy, a.k.a. Leo Ernest Durocher, Durocher, Duroker, who knows, Four out of ten, Star Wars. So, great podcast, guys. Keep it up. And if you ever want me back on to talk more about this baseball guy who I fucking randomly Googled, I will absolutely do it. Congratulations on 100 episodes. How Star Wars is it? Thanks, JPC. Wow. That was very specific. It was very specific and incredibly enlightening. Something I didn't know about. You fully understood the exact thing we were going for. (laughs) You get it. You get it. All right, number 24. Uh, Mike, take this one because I think you are more uh, (laughs) close to your heart with that one. Yes, number 24 is Danny Phantom, the the show on Nickelodeon. Um, I... Really liked this show. Now, Mike, it tell is me sort of a sci fi kind of thing. This is something I yes, remember mm-hmm. you saying. Doesn't Caitlin have a crush on Danny Phantom? That, <laughs> that is what I was going to say. The reason this show, for some reason, is like always in my head is that Caitlin has a crush on Danny Phantom. And you're jealous, um, and that's why it's always in your head. <laughs> yeah. It's um, okay. The show you know- was fun. It was like a hero trio, but it was like unlikely heroes, and they were three friends, and there was one girl, um, and they did like sci fi things, and they had like all sorts of sci-fi villains some of the villains were like 
really formidable and others were sort of silly. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a character called the box ghost. There's, and he just had boxes and I saw a guy dressed up as him at C2E2 once and I fucking loved it. Something that's <laughs> interesting about Danny Phantom is the guy who made it. What's his frick? Butch Hartman. Butch Hartman. He, he yeah. kind of sucks um, in general. Oh, does he? I didn't realize that. Not really. Doesn't suck really bad, but he's, I think he's transphobic or something like that. But anyway, mm-hmm. the only reason I know this is because he keep, like a lot of his cartoons could be read as trans narratives and it's very oh. funny because people like the fans love to point out like oh timmy turner like has some really trans stuff and fairly odd parents and like mm-hmm. danny phantom absolutely could be like a trans narrative like literally like right has to hide he changes his identity yeah and has to hide who yeah. like he really is and all this stuff and people love to point it out to him because he fucking hates it which is great <laughs> but that's also not very that's also like reading in some kind of cool narrative into something that doesn't have good representation that's pretty star wars. is very star wars but the but the property itself doesn't have that yeah, also it's pretty like Star Wars. a mix. It's it's a narrative. It's an animated, like, serialized show. Yeah. So in that way, it's similar to the animated shows. So oh, I feel like it gets, like, a high-ish yeah. score. Speaking, by the way, of all of that stuff you just said, the guy's name is Butch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. okay, Come Jesus. <laughs> wow, dude, we get it. <laughs> I'm going to give it, like, what, a four? Yeah, I was thinking, like, a five. So I like four and five for Great. that. All right. Um, all right. In, number 25. In the spirit of the holidays, this is the actual mythical figure, Santa Claus, right? Yes. Not the movie. <laughs> um, no, right. Well, Santa's magic. Uh, he's a cool dude. He gives toys. He's very toyetic. Um, but, mm-hmm. but he himself is not a movie or anything. There's a lot of stuff about him. Yeah. He himself, as we have come to understand him, is like this kit of parts collage based on like Mm. stories and mythologies over the centuries which is sort of star wars yeah i'm gonna say like a two he has a droll little mouth oh his little (laughs) mouth fucking geez that perverted poem he can travel at the speed of light that's kind of star wars i'm gonna go ahead and give it a two because we have to go faster yeah i like two as well yes let's go faster number 26 is encyclopedias a lot of knowledge very boring Sounds like homework, sounds like school, not very Star Wars. And it's books, and there basically are not books in Star Wars. There's a few, but not there are books. Many. There are Star Wars books, but there are not books in Star Wars, because there's no paper. Right. It's weird. I'm going to give it a, a, a one. <gasps> I like that. Let's give it a one. Yeah, fuck encyclopedia. <laughs> oh, uh, this one okay, you can this- talk about, though. Yeah, this next one is because I just read it recently. The Dark Empire series of Star Wars comics from like the early 90s or like late 80s. Um, in these comics, it, it follows Return of the Jedi, and it was in that sort of dark ages of, like, Star Wars content. Um, it's right after Return of the Jedi, and Palpatine, it, like, rises again because he had clones of himself made. Mm-hmm. Also, we find out that Boba Fett is still alive, and it's a huge mess yeah. altogether. It's It's equal parts, like... Um, frustrating and also somehow boring. Like yeah. there's so much action, but it's also boring. It's really weird. Um, well, it's it is also- very Star Wars in the sense that it is very uh, EU is what, of course, it was called at the time, as opposed to now Legends. It is like it like encompasses the like fuckery that was the expanded universe. Well, and what's wild is, and we we talked about this too, like off the podcast, but like it it is. Star Wars in the way that the sequel trilogy is Star Wars because it's just right. like and also like Mandalorian like Boba Fett's alive it's just them being and it's stuff that was kind of dumb back then that fans just screwed to be like ah whatever and then that Disney just decided to do again they like yeah they were like they took the stuff from the EU that people didn't necessarily love and were like we'll just yeah. do that but worse it's like history repeating itself <laughs> yeah so it's very I think it's very Star Wars I think, I think it's it very is high too. I think it's like an 8 yeah I was gonna say an 8 or a 9 so let's go ahead and say an 8 yeah 
Okay. Number 28. Uh, yeah, number 28 is... Another thing you could maybe eat 100 of, uh -huh. although you might get a little sick. Yeah, this is M&M's. Uh, now, M&M's is a candy. giant property, and it's owned by the Mars Corporation. It's true, and we also... Which is space. We also have done candy, and M&M's is a subset of candy. But then also M&M's... Like, so, so candy is movies, M&M's mm -hmm. is Star Wars, and, and then there's all the different mm, Star Wars entries, there's mm, all the different M&M's M&M's has characters, too. I'm going to say it's a little higher because of that. I'm going to give it, like, a... Three. Three sweets. I'm going to say right here and now, we may have contradicted ourselves on the candy episode, but I'm going to say M&M's is the most Star Wars candy, and I'm going to say a four. Wow, way <laughs> to go. Another guest real quick. Yes, this is number 29 with our guest from the Lord of the Rings movies episode, Blaze Burke. Hey, sweeties. This is Blaze Burke from episode 65 where we compared Lord of the Rings movies to Star Wars. And I'm here with No Man's Sky today. Uh, no Man's Sky is a video game from Hello Games released in 2016. It's an exploration, crafting, survival video game. It's cross-platform, has this uh, pretty big fan base. Um, I recently got into it uh, a few months ago and have this love-hate relationship with it. So I figure I compare it to Star Wars. Uh, and in that vein... Unfortunately, there's just not a lot to go off of. At first blush, it looks like it would be a video game that that would hold up pretty strongly against Star Wars, but there's just not a lot going on there. Uh, Starcraft-wise, there's there's some um, vehicles that look like X-wings. Uh, there's a couple that you can get in the game that kind of look like Obi-Wan's Delta Seven Starfighter with that warp ring. That's kind of cool. You salvage scrap to make money in the game, kind of like Ray does in The Force Awakens. Yeah, it's just, you know, there's aliens, there's colorful planets, not a whole lot of sweeping soundscapes or soundtracks. Like, I'm going to give it two Atlas terminals out of ten. And if you know, you know. Happy 100th episode, Mike and Josiah, and may the 4th be with us all. Hey, Blaze, thanks so much for that. Wow. I don't know what it was because we don't have it yet, but hopefully it was in there. <laughs> wow, I am sure glad we chose to do this on a Saturday in the morning slash early afternoon because yes. we are at now number 30. <laughs> and we have been doing this for how many minutes? Oh, like about no. 50, maybe 45. Okay. Yeah. 30 is the song Run Around Sue by Dion. That's right. Classic song. Dion has like two classics that are basically uh, contradictory or not contradictory, but um, they're they're problematic as fuck because this song is basically slut shaming Sue because mm -hmm. she she goes out with other she guys runs around. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the Wanderer, which is about him, like just like being a fuck boy. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, I love the song. I did it at karaoke once, and in fact, Josiah was there weirdly and was one of the hey hey. <laughs> you and Gene. That was actually that was like Caitlin and my first date. I remember like, that. Hey, it's my friend's birthday at Trader Todd's. Have you ever oh, been there? Yeah. And I was like, of course I've been to Trader Todd's. Let's go. I remember then, being there. Uh, what a strange night for me. She and I both did karaoke, and both of us impressed the other person. And the fact that also, like, people she had met before were friends with me and came up and did the backup vocals. She was like, oh, okay, so this guy, like, is cool. This like, guy's cool. People I know know him. <laughs> 
So yeah. So anyway, so like a one, kind of a special place in my heart. Like a yeah, two? It, it has. It is a story, kind of. Okay, but that's it. It 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 is fucking great, it's and a it bop. is a great song. It's a bop. But yeah, like that's as far as it gets. So I like two. I Man, it's it's a bummer that we didn't do more like Star Wars things yeah. on this because everything is like a two or a four. Well, we're gonna get, we're coming up to one pretty soon. But number thirty one is the movie Rockadoodle, which Mike hasn't yes, seen. Yes, now I don't know a thing about this. So this movie's insane. In fact, uh, actually, can I can I guess what it's about and then give it a score please, and then please, you tell me what it is? Please, okay, please I'm guess. guessing it is about some kind of rooster who wants to play electric guitar, and uh, it Whoa. is a hero's journey because he's met with like a lot of like resistance because he's supposed to just be a rooster and crow at the sunrise so i'm gonna say it is a five <laughs> that is pretty close uh okay. <laughs> so let me just read you the the little plot synopsis the film tells the story of an anthropomorphic first off this is a don bluth film came out in 1992 or 91 okay so it's don bluth it's like the all dogs go to heaven land before time original stuff it's very weird it's a it's like a strange time and animation and it's Don Bluth uh-huh. who's great but so yeah it's it's about an anthropomorphic rooster named Chanticleer who lives on a farm and crows every morning to raise the sun but then whenever he leaves the farm to become a rock star in the city after being tricked by the Grand Duke of Owls <laughs> who hates sunshine he oh tricks God. him into thinking that his crow doesn't raise the sun and without him rain pours nonstop and there's a huge flood and the duke and his henchmen come forever um, and then this, this literally is exactly what I guess pretty much <laughs> and then Chanticleer's friends from the farm along with Edmund who is a young human boy who was transformed into a kitten by the duke take off on a mission to bring Chanticleer back to, to get the sun back and save the country this uh, sounds fucking wild it is a crazy movie it's also like it's that weird time of animation where parts of it are just kind of scary sometimes. And you're like, why is it scary right now? Yeah. Um, I don't know where on earth you would be able to find this movie, but I remember liking it and also being very afraid of it at the same time. Uh, I, I think it's also, I'm pretty sure that like it's like the, the boy is live action and then gets turned into an animated cat a la uh, page master. But I don't know uh-huh. if that's true or not. It's not very Star Wars. It is very wild. It's like the trippy type of start time for Star Wars. Uh-huh. You know, if, if you count the, the sort of weird animated special, it feels very or, uh, holiday special. I'm going to just go ahead and say it's like a three. Okay. Um, next on our list is number 32, Natalie Portman. Now that's Star Wars. Now she's in a good portion of Star Wars, so that's going to give her points. Um, yeah, she's, she's also, though, very like well-rounded and like thoughtful and, uh, you know like smart yeah intelligent and educated mm-hmm. and uh um, and she's a girl like, and there's not a lot of girls in star wars. a mother yeah yeah so like as a person she doesn't get a ton of star wars points other than the fact that she is in like a large majority or at least a large portion of star wars things yeah so probably like a little like a, like a high low maybe like a three yeah i like a three i love a three <laughs> that's our second um, person we've done we've done we haven't done any people before and now we've done two people that's right and we also haven't done any weird kitschy wooden toys until that giraffe one and here is our second one of those number 33 those little golf tee peg triangle games at cracker barrel it's a triangle um, there's some circles now, in it <laughs> the goal is to jump like you would jump a checker in the game checkers, you jump the pegs over one another, removing the one you jumped until you hopefully get down to one. Now, Cracker Barrel is uh, like weirdly like like I, I've never experienced 
any like overt racism at Cracker Barrel, but yeah, just, Cracker Barrel as a whole has to be like pretty problematic. Yeah, it just feels like it, and even if it's not, it feels like it when you're yeah, in there. Yeah, which means it is. Yeah, um, I'm gonna, I do love their food. It's good food, <laughs> fun, weird toys. I'm gonna and say I love those little games. That that little game, it's you know, it's. It's not it's ubiqu- a distraction while you're waiting, you know. So it's like entertainment. It's not ubiquitous, but it but it is well known to people who know it, who right. are in the area. But I'm gonna say it's pretty low. I, you know what? Yeah. I gotta give it a one. Yeah, I think I like one. <laughs> it's I gotta give it a one. But we did cover it, so now you can stop sending us all these emails that say like, "When are us. you gonna do the golf tee games from Cracker Barrel?" Um, all right. Next up is number thirty-four, and it is another special guest review. This is probably our most recent guest that we've had yes. on the show. Uh, musical writer extraordinaire Dave Reddick from the Josie and the Pussycats episode. Woo! Well, hello there. I'm David Reddick of Reddick and Krupp in Chicago, and I'm wishing you a happy 100 episodes of How Star Wars Is It? And I am here today to tell you how Star Wars fried cheese curds are. That's bad grammar, but it's fine. Um, Fried cheese curds, number one, they are very cheesy, as is Star Wars. Two, um, they are best appreciated when the source material is not too distorted. And by that, I mean, like, with Star Wars, you know, you got, like, your Kurosawa, you got your Westerns, you got all that kind of stuff. Um, With a fried cheese curd, you want a good raw curd. And then you don't want a batter that's too heavy. You want something light so you can truly appreciate the source material. Which is why I think Mandalorian's probably one of the best things to ever come out of the Star Wars universe. And I'll stand by that. Maybe the original Battlefront, but that was a really great video. Anyway, uh, three. The, The final bit is they are often misconstrued, I think, in delivery. Um, I say that to start with cheese curds. Culver's has terrible fried cheese curds. They're still decent because, you know, it's just fried cheese, but they do not represent what a good cheese curd truly is. You need to go to Lakefront Brewery in Milwaukee. You need to go to Link's Tap Room in Chicago. There are places to get good curds, but people instead keep turning down these dark paths into Culver's or into The Phantom Menace, right? Choose your Star Wars carefully. Bye, I love y'all. How Star Wars is it? <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. What a what a like insightful analysis. I love it. Okay, now this now, now this begins something that I kind of spearheaded. Um, yes. A segment of reviews for things that the there next, are like, seven or eight things, things that like you could bring to your whenever you were in kindergarten and it was the hundredth day of kindergarten and you had to like make crafts with a hundred of something. That's um, right. Or things that like there you are could make like a shape, like a shape of a circle out of a hundred pennies. Yeah. Say. Or the, or there are things that there are a hundred of or like have a hundred in them. Yeah. So that's yeah. this segment. So first off, number thirty five is goldfish, the cracker. Yes, that uh, is actually the thing I used for my 100th day. Yeah. I made a, the shape of a fish out of 100 goldfish on a poster board. I'm going to say it's pretty low because it is uh, popular, but it's not like, uh, you know, it's not that flashy. It's sort of... It does have a lot of different types, mm-hmm. and there's the colored ones, and there's the flavor-blasted ones. Like, that's kind of flashy. It's kind of flashy. That's true. Uh, I they stand do have, corrected. like, characters, and one of the characters' names is Finn. Oh! <gasps> Okay, so. that, 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 that takes up to uh, that takes up to a two for me. I'm gonna give it two squeeze. <laughs> I no kidding thought you were gonna say okay. Well, fine. That takes it up to a four for me. <laughs> I like. I think I'm gonna split the difference between what I thought you were gonna say and what you did say, and say it's a three. Great. Number thirty six is Fruit Loops. Uh, another thing you might use for that craft. Yeah, it's, a circle. it's got characters. It's a circle cereal. <laughs> it's got characters. It's a circle. Toucan Sam. 
In um, fact, it's two circles because it's a ring. That's it's true. It's got a circle on the outside and a circle on the inside. Uh, it's not good for you. It will make you weak and uh, <laughs> small. small and weak. <laughs> small and weak. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll make you grow up small uh-huh. and weak. Yeah, uh, it is like definitely for kids, but everyone loves it. It feels more Star Wars than Goldfish because it's like kind of sugary and like, you know, Goldfish, yeah, you yeah, can pretend right. that like, oh, it's cheese. That's not healthy, but at least it's like <laughs> right. su- sustenance. And yeah. Fruit Loops is like just sugar. So I'm going to say yeah. like a three. Yeah, I like a I like a three for that too. Although I gave Goldfish a three, so maybe I'll say a three and a half just to like sure, sure. bounce them off one another. Okay, the next one is Cheerios. Another number thirty-seven. Another circle cereal. This one feels yep. less Star Wars to me because it's Definitely. more healthy. You know. Yep. I'm just gonna and give it's it for babies. It's for babies, <laughs> and Star Wars is not for babies. I'm gonna give it a two. I am gonna give it a one. <laughs> <gasps> Whoa. Okay. Now this is stuff that there is a hundred things that are a hundred. So for yeah. th- number thirty-eight, the one hundred emoji that you might yes. use when you're like saying. 100%, like keep it 100 or like yeah. you know all the way now i never use emojis really but i especially never use this one because i feel like i like am not cool enough to <laughs> yeah i don't use emojis often unless uh you know no i really don't use them ever uh anymore i think i think that like you know what mike does like bitmojis I do like bitmojis. <laughs> I'm going to say the 100 emojis low. It's it's a one. Yeah, I think it's a one for me. Because well. there's not emojis in Star Wars. There's no narrative to this. Okay. No. Number 39 is 100 proof alcohol. Question mark. And me saying, is that real? Because I yeah. was like, that's a thing, right? I think it is. I think that's like when you get into things like Everclear. So, yeah, that's real. A proof spirit is 100 proof, which is 50% ABV. Whoa. Right, right. So that's a lot. Uh, I'm gonna say it's low as well because I don't think there's alcohol in Star Wars. There, there is. There's you know like all the different cantinas that they go to. Yeah, but like, does, or do like we know what they're champagne. It, it's got to be some kind of alcohol. But yeah, like, it's true. I guess if you have uh, death sticks, you would have like some yeah, kind of right. uh, death in, drink. Uh, <laughs> yeah, death drink. I'll give it like a two. Brain, brain drink. Um. Yeah. I, two Hussies. I think I'm gonna give it a one as well because sure. like you said there is there is well, alcohol in Mike, star wars but they don't call attention i to was it, gonna give it a not... one and then you kind of made me made it <laughs> well, seem let's like you both weren't give it a one <laughs> okay great <laughs> yeah okay. like they never they never have like an overt reference to like no. let's get fucking butt chug drunk get wasted <laughs> all right I uh, get chocolate wasted now we've got a uh, number forty <laughs> a, a is concept. Yeah, number forty is the concept of a hundred percent, not the like one hundred emoji, yeah. but just percentage one hundred percent. Now they have things like shields are at forty percent, like so they mm. have percent in Star Wars. Right. So let's give it a one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. Yeah, we no, gotta move fast. We gotta go. Number forty-one is a century, a hundred years. Uh, yes. They do use years in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's and, it's and th- things sort of go in century like bursts, yeah. you know. I'm um, gonna say it's also a one. Uh, y- yeah, I'm gonna say it is a two because a century is a long time, sure. and Star Wars is a long, a long time, time ago. ago for sure. All right, number forty-two, our last in the one hundred block, the <laughs> amount of U.S. senators. Well, so there are senators in Star Wars, but yeah, no. there are far more than a hundred. Yeah, and also until the Senate is disbanded, and then there are zero. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say a two because of that thing you just said. Yeah, great. Me too. Two. His we. Great. All, All right. right we're at another special guest segment. Woo! We already heard from Dave Reddick. So now let's hear from Ethan Krupp. From the... Of the Tatooine Moons baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is Ethan Krupp wondering, how Star Wars is the Bernie Madoff scandal? I think it's pretty Star Wars. I think that there's a family at the center of this, like the Skywalkers, secrets kept, secrets revealed, how much were they really secrets? Or maybe it's a bit more Palpatine-esque, you know, Bernie Madoff being very similar to Palpatine. Both of them are very gumption-focused individuals. Even their enemies must admit that. I also think that the prequels, with their focus on politics, I really think that the Star Wars universe could dive into the finance world of Star Wars. That's something that I, and maybe I alone, would like to see. So for all of that, I would say that the score is a, a, a solid 6 out of 10 Ponzi schemes, is how much Star Wars is like the Bernie Madoff scandal. Thanks, Ethan. Thanks, Ethan. You can find Reddick and Krupp online somewhere. <laughs> Google it. Look at their episodes and look at the description. Okay, here we go. All right, number 44. Jesus Christ. Number 44 is leftover pizza. Now, uh -huh. okay, we have done an episode on pizza, and it had a fairly high score, if I remember correctly. Yes. But is leftover pizza specifically more or less Star Wars? I'm going to say it's probably less because yeah. it is a subset. However... I don't remember what score we gave pizza. Me neither. So to be safe, let's give it a five. <laughs> I think I think that's probably high. <laughs> so you can give it a five. I'm going to give leftover pizza a four. Okay, great. Number 45, what about the laws of physics? <laughs> now, we've kind of talked a little bit about this earlier with the, with the ones and twos and the beeps and boops. <laughs> I mean, bits and bites. Yeah. Star Wars doesn't really follow. I think the reason I put this in is because Star Wars doesn't really follow the laws of physics. Right. You know, it's more uh, fantasy driven. Than yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson would be like, that's not how yeah, things BB work. BB-8 couldn't roll on sand. <laughs> and they were like, he did. He, it's the physical robot we built. Right. You, you, you buzz kill. Yeah. Uh, so probably pretty low, right? Yeah, I think so. I think the laws of physics um, are are shown deliberately being broken by like a Jedi, you know, like floating something. But other times they're being broken and it's just like, oh, no, that's how physics works here. So like right. it's sort of inconsistent. Um, so, yeah, I think maybe like a low score, like a three. Yeah, I'll give two. it. A, I'll give it a two. A two who yeah, I like two. Oh, this one. Next one is good. Yes, the next one, um, we should probably do a full episode on this and maybe have Caitlin on because Caitlin and I have watched almost every season of this during quarantine. Number 46 is Survivor. Dun, dun, dun. Survivor has been on for 20 years. That's which is, crazy. Which is Star Wars in and of itself because it's a media franchise that has managed to last that long. Yeah. Um, it's Let's full see. of twists and turns. It's full of subterfuge and backstabbing and sneaking now, around. There's like two teams. In fact, there was one season called Heroes versus Villains. Mm. Um, it is. It is reality, quote unquote. These are mm -hmm. real people. Um, so like that would be maybe minus point. It's not necessarily it, the the you know the producers do stuff to make things more exciting, but it's not necessarily fictional. It is it is real in a way. Yes. Um, similar to pretty much every reality show. Uh, I don't know. You're the expert here, so what's your gut? They do a lot of like obstacle courses and puzzles, which I'm not thinking of either of those as being particularly Star Wars. Um. Let's see. They eat rice. What mm -hmm. did we give rice? <laughs> I think we gave rice like a two. We yeah, a two. we gave it a two. Survivor feels more narrative than that, though, to me, because it is like, yeah. it, despite it being real, it is like, it follows a story, you know, because that's how they sort of edit it. I'm going to say Survivor is like a, 
a low four, like approaching sure. four. It is uh, less than four. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna give it the same just because you're the expert here, and that feels right to me. And I'm writing in less than four Great. on the Google Doc. Um, I don't know. Do we like release this Google Doc afterwards? Sure. <laughs> Um, all right, the next one is number 47, Modesto, California. Where George Lucas was born. Yes. Uh, so I, that was my attempt to shoot. Like I was like, I'm going to put some Star Wars things in here. But in similarly how we gave Cincinnati a three, you know, it is a city that's not big or small. And But George Lucas was born there. So I'm going to go ahead and say Modesto is probably now. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give it a three for the same reasons. Uh, that we gave Cincinnati a three because Cincinnati w moved up there because of the chili. And I think Modesto moves out there because George Lucas was born there. Yeah, it's the same score that we gave Cincinnati. That's what you said? Y yeah. Yeah, okay, three? Yeah. Okay, Modesto, California is a three. Our next one is a Star Wars thing. This is number 48. It is Sebulba. The character. <laughs> the or character Sebulba, the Doug species in episode one, The Phantom Menace. And this and Sebulba from the game, say Bulba or Bulbasaur. Uh <laughs> Famous early Hisui uh -huh. game. Yeah. Um, okay, so Sebulba is like a CG character in one movie in The Phantom Menace, which scored very high. I believe we gave Phantom Menace a nine. Um, but Sebulba only appears in that movie. We see a Doug species in Coruscant in episode two, I believe. I don't think it is confirmed that it is also Sebulba. Um, Sebulba is very like quintessentially Star Warsy to yeah. me, even though he only appears once. I don't think he gets a nine because Phantom no. Menace got a nine, but I think he's above the midpoint. Yeah, I would say maybe like a eight or a seven, just because he is from Star Wars. Yeah, he doesn't have the entirety of Star Wars in him, but he is obviously <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah, you know it's like I mean? a square rectangle kind of thing. Exactly. Every Sebulba, every. Sebulba is Star Wars, Star Wars but not, but not every, every Star Wars, Star Wars is, Sebulba. is Sebulba. Yeah, yeah circle, so I don't know. Would you say circles, like a seven? Like a seven, yeah, sure. Yeah, I like circles, seven Circles have Star Wars, but Star Wars... Wait, Star Wars has circles, but circles don't have Star Wars. Right. We're going to run into unless, that a lot. Unless we hear otherwise from our tweeters. <laughs> right, hashtag Circlegate. Uh, yeah. Number 49. Is Desperate Housewives, the, the satirical soap opera-esque show from ABC that I never missed an episode of live week to week. Wow. Mike. When, when we were kids, we went to Universal Studios in, in Los Angeles, and we did the like backlot tour, and one of the streets is where the Munsters were shot and where, um, what was the, Leave it to Beaver was shot, and we mm. weren't allowed to go down that street on the tour because they were shooting this new show for ABC called Desperate Housewives. So when we got home we're like we got to make sure we watch that and then i never missed an episode and i was in like sixth or seventh grade when it started so it Mike, was just I'm like i was not I, the audience for that show <laughs> i'm surprised you i'm surprised you watched that because my experience with desperate housewives as a good christian boy who was oh. afraid to watch everything was that when i would see the previews like yes. the commercials while we were watching other abc properties or whatever episode it was on or uh, channel I, yeah. I would be like Oh, Very, that is a like, that is steamy. a that is a bad sexy show, yes, right. and I cannot watch that. Those um, women are you, very sexy. You are the character of Anne Veal from Arrested Development because her family goes with a group of like churchgoers to picket Mark Cherry's house, the creator of Desperate Housewives. Oh yeah, that would be me. I would. <laughs> and be he Anne. leans out his window and goes, "It's a satire." <laughs> <laughs> um, See, I, I loved that show, and I agree. I I think I was somehow like we had this precedent established that like we were gonna watch it. And then sure. we got so far in that, like, 
I guess I just sort of got to keep watching it I, because I, it was quite like sexy at times. Sure. I didn't know it was a satire until you said that just now. So yeah. that is crazy to me. It's funny. These new shows like um, Big Little Lies and The Undoing are very like Desperate Housewives, but if it were taking itself seriously. Yeah. And like Desperate Housewives did sort of, but it was like a goofy soap opera kind of show. Sure. And it's like, like it was aware of itself. And these new shows are like, no, you're just doing Desperate Housewives again. Maybe you're just like pretending you're serious about it. Maybe that's one of the reasons why I have no interest in those kind of shows. Cause I'm like, calm down. Yeah. Desperate Housewives did it and and had some fun with it, you know? So even though I didn't know. It's a fun thing. um, And it went on for years. Years. Yeah. Um, what do you, you're the expert again Wars, here. I'm going to take your. I'm going to take your lead because you're yeah, the expert. Yeah, no, there's on there's no sci-fi or fantasy to it really. So I'm going to say the only thing that's carrying it is narrative, and that yeah. it has a score by Danny Elfman, which, as we have established, mm-hmm. is the poor man's John Williams. Um, he. Do you know he, what's crazy that I learned that? about Danny Elfman is that he started uh, doing film scores from Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, wow. And he had never done one before. Holy shit. And uh, he was just like friends with Tim Burton or someone with Tim Burton. Or no, he wasn't uh-huh. even friends with them, I don't think. He was like dating a uh, writer who had worked with them. And mm-hmm. I just Googled Danny Phantom on accident again instead of Danny Elfman. <laughs> <laughs> but he's uh, he was in a band, Oingo Boingo, I think, right? And oh. so like... Uh, they liked his I guess music. I didn't and know that. They liked his music, and they were like, "We want you to make this film score." And he was like, "I've literally never made a film score before." And so then he just did, and it was great. And then he sang all the sang all the stuff for Jack Skellington, but he wasn't as good as the at the at the spoken stuff. So they uh-huh. subbed in uh, that other guy who was named huh. Anyways, yeah, yeah, that that's how we got his start. Was Nightmare Before Christmas? It's crazy. Well, so for Desperate Housewives, I'm going to say like a two only sure. because it has a narrative structure. <laughs> Give it a two. That sounds good to me. Oh, this next one I'm excited about. Yeah, this is probably my favorite series of comics. This is number 50 on our list of 100, Saga by Fiona Staples and Brian K. Vaughn. Now, Saga is very good. Um, yes. It is a sort of science fantasy science yes. fiction science it's, fantasy it's, we could do an entire episode on this too and, and i think we, we probably, probably should. should um yeah i think it was I, I can't remember if i read this correctly or not but i believe brian k vaughn in an interview one time described it as star wars for perverts <laughs> yeah which is which is kind of accurate because there yeah. are like there's like it's a hard r rating if yes it, you it's, know it's very horny it's very violent um which but, are two ways it is not star wars but I will say, like the 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 story itself is is basically a, a Romeo and Juliet situation yes. with like war uh, a warring war torn alien galaxy <laughs> and, and uh, alien species that, that that species hate each other that like right. have a baby and like yeah. it's essentially about them trying to live their lives with their baby. Yeah, and there there is like some really heartfelt, beautiful things in it that I'm honestly hard pressed to think of like stuff in Star Wars that yeah that, that feels that sort of like intimate. Yeah, right. You know what this thing is is like a really compelling story that uses Star Wars as sort of its aesthetic entry point and then yeah. otherwise is like pretty different because it yeah. actually shows war yeah. in in all of its horror and it shows like deep complicated relationships and, and also, of course like wieners and like people's and, heads getting yeah, cut off. Yeah, boobies and also <laughs> yeah. like and also like yeah the the intimacy of a family 
unit, right, which right, you don't yeah. see very often in Star Wars either, despite like, you know, there are families. Yeah. So I think yeah, like, so weirdly, the, I think that knocks this down like yeah, to about the midpoint. But, I was going like, to say, I was, I wanted to give it a five, like five his sweets because it's, it, it is very science fantasy, which is what Star Wars is too. But yeah, the yeah. stuff that makes it, it's almost, I mean, it's better storytelling than almost anything you find in the Star Wars movies. Yeah. Aside from, you know, I shouldn't say better. Better sometimes, more complex, definitely. Right, yeah. And I'm going to give it a less than six because I'm also with you on like the five yeah. realm, but like I'm er giving it a little edge because of all that, like the skin it's wearing. Great. That's, uh, um, that's a weird thing to okay, say. Okay, so, <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen and uh, children of Woo! all ages, that was number 50. We are halfway through our list. Jeez um, Louise. So, yeah, like we said, this is going to be a pretty long episode. Um, so um, we are going to take a break. We're going to jump into the Sarlacc pit, as always. Um, we will be back to finish off this list the next 50. Um, and right when we come back, we will be making an announcement for the next year of our show. Uh -huh. A fun little thing we're going to do. So let's jump on in. Whee! We love you, and may the merch be with you. That's right. Hello, Hizuiza listeners. It's Josiah. And, and Mike. Mike here in the ad break to talk to you about our merch. We sometimes mention it at the end of a show, but we have merch. We've got several cool designs on our Tee Public store that you could get on a shirt, a sticker, a mug, whatever you want. Mike, what are some of those designs? Oh, we got Star Wars is Chili, the classic Skyline Chili logo reappropriated to our show. We got just straight up Hasui. We've got the logo for the podcast. There's a lot of designs. And we're always making new ones. They're always cooking in our brains. So go to our social media, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, go to the link in the bios there because that'll take you straight to the House Star Wars is a store on Public. And it helps support the show. That's right. Bye, Bye. babies. How Star Wars is it? Well, we're back. And we're back. And we've got 50 more things to cover. But first, we have That's an right. announcement. So don't stop. If you're, if you're still listening, you can listen to this announcement, and then you can stop. And then you can stop. <laughs> um, okay. So... Um, we, we just did, over the past six months, we covered one Mission Impossible movie every month at the end of the month. And, and that pattern was kind of fun for us. Like, every month we got to return to, like, a thing. Um, and, and throughout the last hundred episodes, we've covered all the Star Wars movies, all of the 11 live-action films. Um, but we've mentioned a number of times recently that... Over the years, our scale has sort of morphed and we've given some movies like what we think might have been a low ball score and other movies perhaps too high of a score. And we want to readdress all the Star Wars movies. So um, for the next 11 months, uh, February through the end of the year, we are going to cover one Star Wars movie at the end of the month and just reassess. Like, how, how did we do? Should we give it a different score? <laughs> yeah, and... We're we're excited about this. Are, are we? We're going. Are we going low, high, or high, low? I what think we're we going to go from high order? score to low score because um, we we know for sure Return of the Jedi is a ten, right? And so we as as we go, we're going to try to recalibrate our scale a little bit because, for example, I think we may have lowballed Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, um, we we've so been getting excited about rewatching. If some we of go these. from high down to low, we'll remember like why we gave scores what we did. Yeah. Um, I am, I'm excited about this. I think it's going to be fun uh, and weird. And I'm now wearing tinted glasses to protect my eyes yeah. from the glare of my screen. <laughs> Strong so look, boy or whatever his I name look, is. Yeah, I look, like, I look like Robert Downey Jr. Um, 
So yeah, yeah, so look forward to that, I guess. We'll actually be covering more Star Wars things in we the will. future. Not we more, have, but the same ones. <laughs> we will have a guaranteed one Star Wars episode per yeah. month, every month, uh, and and maybe more, because like we said, there's a lot of other Star Wars properties coming out in 2021, so, right. so we'll have other things to cover as well. But yeah, get excited about that. So let's jump back in. Okay, so cracking in the next 50, we're going to go straight to a guest review. This is my um, dear, beloved fiance, Caitlin, with a review from a reality competition show from MTV from a number of years ago. Yes. Let's go there now. Hi, this is Caitlin. Um, Congratulations to you guys for hitting the milestone of 100 episodes congrats 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 that's a lot of hours of podcasting the thing i am presenting to the class today is legally blonde the search for l woods and how star wars it is um and right off the bat i you know, I kind of use my own rubric for how Star Wars something is because I don't really know Star Wars and I don't really care about Star Wars. So that is kind of the, the scale on which I grade things. And for that, Legally Blonde, The Search for Elle Woods gets like a zero on the scale because I really enjoyed that. And I really care about that a lot. And I don't really enjoy Star Wars and I don't really care about it that much. So that's already a con. Um, Legally Blonde, The Search for Elle Woods has, I would say, 99% cast is, of the cast is female. And that is also a con for Star Wars. I know that for a fact. And <laughs> Legally Blonde, The Search for Elle Woods has a lot of music and dancing and singing. And I also know for a fact that Star Wars is not a musical, so... That's a big con. Some pros could potentially be there are some villains. There are some villains for sure um, that definitely make it interesting. And I think that's probably where it ends for me. <laughs> so yeah, I would probably, if I'm giving it a Star Wars rating, I would probably rate it in um, so much betters and... Legally Blonde, The Search for Elle Woods gets, I'll give it a 0.5 so much betters for how Star Wars it is. So yeah, that's that. Happy birthday to you guys. <laughs> and congratulations on your anniversary. And I wish you the best of luck in this journey after graduating. And I'm so excited to see where your careers take you on this new job okay bye how star wars is it thank you caitlin thank yes. you for bringing this important uh uh series to the attention of the people uh when i told my girlfriend charlie about what you were doing she got very excited about that show because she used to watch it she wa has watched it multiple times i think with her roommate <laughs> Um, also, I, uh, for, for anyone out there who does like musical theater, if you if you haven't listened to Legally Blonde or seen Legally Blonde the musical, go listen to it. Yeah, uh, it's it cute. is underrated and very good. It's very easy to dismiss it because you just think of it as a pop musical, but it is right. deceptively uh, complex. And I was in it in college, and it was oh. one of the hardest scores I've ever had to learn. So it's very, very good. 
And now that we've sort of cracked the musical theater seal, we've yeah. got a whole run of musical theater things to discuss. So number 52 on our list of 100 is Pippin. Pippin, not Marion Pippin. Now, Pippin is a show from the 70s that later got revived in the 2000s. Yeah. So there's a Star Wars point for you. Ooh, that's also, that's very good. Uh, I my... was in Pippin as a sixth grader in a college production of it. They needed a little kid. And so this show will forever be a favorite of mine, even though it is sort of like a mixed bag. I think people either like love it in a sort of cult following kind of way or they're just sort of indifferent to it um yeah pippin is interesting as far as musicals go because i would say popularity wise it is not star wars level of musicals you know right uh it does star a like whiny blonde like wanderer boy trying mm -hmm. to find his place in the universe however in star wars he has this heroic thing and in pippin the whole point is that he like is looking for his corner of the sky and then just realizes that like, it, it's sort of almost like Pixar's soul. Yeah. Like oh, it's yeah. not about all the things you do. It's about like, it's, it's about all the things you do. You yeah. know, like he also, so, so, so some things that might be a little Star Wars is we have Steven Schwartz as the <laughs> composer. Uh, mm -hmm. And he is a absolutely a blockbuster composer in a lot yeah. of ways. Um, he did Wicked, which is another musical, but also like Prince of Egypt, um, stuff like that. So he is a big name. So as far as bops right. go, I think we definitely have bops. Yeah, this this show has fucking great music, and you can't actually disagree with me on that. <laughs> no, it is great. It's very good. Uh, you are you are more of a fan of this one than I am, though, and more familiar. Yeah, so I'm going to go is, ahead and take your lead again. Flashy and circusy, and like it's like a royal, like you know medieval story so like um but but in a sort of poppy way so like for it being a musical which is not terribly star wars i'm gonna give this a high score i'm gonna say this is a um 5.75 mm, i'm gonna go ahead and give it a four to even that out <laughs> Um, okay, the next uh, musical theater entry we have is number 53, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Hedwig and the Angry Inch is a rock opera. A rock it musical. is a movie. It it's was, a movie. It, it's many things. It started as just like a, the guy who wrote it was doing sort of like the character in like New York bars, and then mm. it became a movie, and then it became the musical, which like has other stuff and is sort of a like also a new kind of, thing. Also kind of a cult classic in, in yes. a way. I'm gonna say it's pretty low on Star Wars though because it does deal with like gender politics in a way and like uh -huh. very and, like, interesting punk things. Rock. <laughs> punk rock. It, it's very it's very grimy and like uh, on purpose, like Man, the aesthetic dude, I, of it. I was so horny for Hamilton for so long, and then when I just sort of discovered the show, and then I went and saw it uh, when it when it did its Broadway tour into mm. Chicago. And I was like, I felt like I was cheating on Hamilton because I loved Hamilton so much. But like Hedwig might be my favorite live theater experience I've ever been to. Man, I really wish I, I could have seen it live because I've only it seen the movie. Ruled. And the movie is good, but it's it's different. It's a different feeling. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm going to say it's kind of low, though. I'm going to say probably like a two, maybe? Yeah, I feel like that's sort of our default for if it has nothing to do with Star Wars, but it isn't, you know, like but it a is piece like of a, paper. It's like a, it's like a story, <laughs> it's kind of. It's a story, of. yeah. yeah. Uh, Number 54 is improv, <laughs> the concept, the, the, yeah, so, the art form. So we're in like more just like the theater run yeah. of things as opposed to specifically so, musical theater. Improv is an is okay. This is what I would say. It's it's an American art form. Star Wars is an American mm, art form, mm -hmm. uh, or an American art. But they both it is a, um, like a cult. 
<laughs> it is a cult, and they both draw on sort of influences from other uh, uh, things. Things <laughs> like Star Wars is American, but drew on other uh, yeah. cultures, and improv right. is American, but also like was created by Jewish people uh, mostly. Um, Viola Spolin, I think, was an immigrant uh-huh. um, and brought in some of like the different theater uh, places from different yeah, parts of say, the, the I world. Think, didn't she sort of invent it for like she invented um, it for theater like therapy? Games. Yeah, it was for like, like essentially like like it was community. that like the Jane Addams Hull House, wasn't it? That she like yeah, it was like community uh, games to play with people just to sort of like get everybody you know. Oh, vibing. okay. So so it was this like art piece that was made with like the most hopeful and good intentions and then it became weirdly toxic over the decades. Yeah, absolutely. It's incredibly <laughs> so Star Wars. that's pretty Star Wars. It's incredibly Star Wars. Also, improv is weird and has a bunch of different things in it. Uh, there's different factions. There's, yeah. there, there are, and, and also similar to Star Wars, I think, so like there's this like sort of meme in Star Wars f- fandom where like the only people that, the, uh, no one hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. Yes. And I feel like that's the truth, the same for oh improv. is like no one hates so improv true. more than improvisers. Like improvisers but also, are the... no one goes to watch improv except for improvisers. So yeah, and it also... is like a similar fandom where it's like, okay, fine, if you're going to put Star Wars in front of me, of course I'm going to watch it. Yeah, and then no one... I'm going to tell you how much I hated it. <laughs> exactly. No one no one loves no one loves and hates improv more than improvisers, yes. similarly to where no one loves and hates Star Wars more yeah. than Star Wars fans. <laughs> so like I think that this might be really high. Yeah, like it I think feels so very too. high to me. Yeah. Um, maybe... I, I'm thinking it's like it's definitely above the midpoint. I'm thinking it might be even like approaching a seven. Yeah, I was gonna say a seven. Because yeah. I, I think just as a concept, <laughs> it has so much in, in common with Star Wars that it's hard to I- ignore. Right. Alright, we gotta go faster. Yeah. 55. Number fifty five. This is um, saying, hold, please. So uh, for those of you who aren't in the theater, this might be if you're in a rehearsal and the director wants you to stop and wants to make make a fix. Or it might even be when, like, you're doing a tech light focusing setup and the person running the lights has to tell you to stop so they can change something. Um, yeah. It's, it's the way to tell people to stop. <laughs> stop what you're doing and just stay, hold there for a second. I'm going to yeah. say it's pretty low because it's just a phrase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a series of words, you uh-huh. know. It is saying to stop, but there's no story. There's no nothing. I'm going to say it's It is like one. a weirdly like a power trippy kind of thing sometimes. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But uh, yeah, no, I, I believe you. I think it's also a one. Okay, what about number 56 is stage crew. That that's, Those are the people who dress in all black and they make the show happen, baby. Right. I feel like they're not very Star Wars because they are they are doing the work. Because Star Wars is so flashy, right? And Star Wars right. focuses on the A-team, quote-unquote, all the time. Yes. That you don't see the grunt work that's happening to that's let true. it all happen. Very rarely do you. Like, you do think, things like Rogue One, but not Yes, I was going like to say, Rogue One stories. is the stage yeah. crew of Star Wars. You know what I will say, though? I was going to go about it from a slightly different angle star wars is one of the first things that people started really becoming aware of what was going on behind the scenes oh, sure, to make sure, the sure. magic happen and that of course is the role of the stage crew okay i don't know i'm thinking like a three yeah three sounds good between those two cool things we said yeah <laughs> what about um, number 57 ben nye makeup kits the so ones you get <laughs> the classic makeup kit especially if you did like high school theater because you can just buy the kit yeah yeah um, uh, that's gonna be I was the palest number you could get, which was Classic. zero. <laughs> I like to pretend I was like a, a, like like the second uh-huh. uh, less or second lightest instead of like the the one right above the lightest. Yeah. 
But I wasn't. I no. should have been using the other one the whole time. But uh, it's practical effects, so that's going to move it up effects. to a two for me. Yeah, and uh, I like that. I'll say two for Ben Nye Makeup Kits. Now, number 58, this is the last of our theater run here. This is fly rigs with sandbags on the end <laughs> that you use to either slingshot yourself up to the rafters have a sword fight, or stop an assassin with a flute gun, or mm-hmm. keep Biff's minions from beating up your other self playing Johnny B. Good on stage in 1955. Yes, correct. Um, a... a rope with a sandbag on the end. What do we think? <laughs> it's very, it's very, it's very cinematic. Uh-huh, that's true. It's, it's a trope. Yeah, you're right. It's like a trope device that's used in fucking any movie that shows a stage. <laughs> yeah, which also, like, doesn't... Is not real. Like, that's not... I don't I think know. that's how... I know. Like, I think they have, like, weights. <laughs> yeah, it's it's mostly weights. It's very rarely sandbags yeah. uh, nowadays. I think you'd have to go to a really old theater <laughs> for there to be actual sandbags. Yeah. And I also am pretty sure in most of them there's, like, safeguards in place where if you cut it, I don't yeah, think it would... it wouldn't just, like, I don't think it would fall. just launch... It wouldn't just launch you up. Like, one yeah. thing might fall. But the other thing would be like, oh, there was a say. Sa- I don't know. Yeah. We need a stage crew here to tell us the truth. It's pretty yeah, I, right because it's cinematic. It's going to take it up to and a two. tropey. Yeah, yes, yeah. It's going to be agree. a two instead of a one. Yep. Uh, okay, number fifty nine. We're back now to another entry from a special guest from the past. This is Hasui Superfan and Avatar: The Last Airbender Expert. guest Angela Rack. Woo. Hey, thanks for letting me be a part of this episode. I'm excited about it, and I think it will be truly groundbreaking. My name is Angela Rack, and I will be asking the question, how Star Wars is misspeaking? First of all, some people like misspeaking. I think it's pretty funny, or at least it has the opportunity to be funny when somebody clever sees a possibility. Some people like Star Wars. Some people don't like misspeaking, and some people don't like Star Wars. Many people go back and forth depending on the moment and depending on how they feel. Also, there are lots of languages involved with both. Guaranteed, somebody has misspoken in every single spoken language that has ever existed. Star Wars is also not bound to just one language. They show lots of human languages and alien languages. It's been translated into a lot of languages. They even pronounce things differently in Star Wars. Whether that's misspeaking or not is up for debate, but I'm thinking about Millennium Falcon, Millennium Falcon, Cara Dune, Cara Dune. A con is that misspeaking is absolutely universal. Everybody has misspoken at some point. Not everyone has experienced Star Wars. Also, there are astronauts in space in, like, real life, and I'm sure somebody has misspoken in space. And Star Wars, a lot of it takes place in space. So there's that. I'm moving fast here, so I'm just going to go right ahead and give Star Wars two and a half vocal mistakes. Okay, I'm back. I just rated Star Wars. What I meant to say was misspeaking. I give misspeaking two and a half. Uh, So I'm going to give it a hand solo and a Chewbacca. But Chewbacca is so tall that it counts for one and a half. So, two and a half for a misspeaking. How Star Wars is it? Thank you, Angela, for doing a concept uh, and getting kind of out there with it. I love it. (laughs) Uh, Number 60, we've got best friends uh, of George Lucas, (laughs) Steven Spielberg. Yes. Now, they would go back and forth being the biggest box office king 
Mm-hmm. Um, they were those, you know, California boys who just loved making movies. I can't believe we've done so many people in this and we had never done a person before. It's yeah, weird. He, so Spielberg is the, you know, he and We George did Lucas do the, the Easter Bunny. <laughs> that's true. He is a person. Uh, Go ahead. And, sorry. I mean, Spielberg and Lucas were the creators of the blockbusters. So, like, in that sense, I'm saying he's kind of high. But yeah, also, if he, this game were how George Lucas is it, yeah. he would be very high. But it, but it, you know, but it's how Star Wars is it, and That's he is right. a person who makes movies that are similar to Star Wars. So that that maybe is a little higher. I want to say like yeah. I don't know. What, like what do we give Natalie Portman? I feel like he is like a little higher than her. I think we said three for Natalie Portman. Yes, we did. Yeah, like a high three. I'll give him a high three if you want to give him a four. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I like that we're negotiating now. You give it a. <laughs> Okay, but for you, I'll give you a four. Sick number sixty-one is Peggle the video game. Yeah, I'm gonna need to hear what this is because you guys remember Peggle? Like a vague understanding of what Peggle is. Okay, well, do you remember? For some reason, I'm picturing Dig Dug. No, do you remember PopCap Games, like the thing you would go to online? Yes. uh, When you were done with your computer work at school, PopCap was sometimes not blocked, and so you could go and play games online. (laughs) So Peggle was a very fun, weird game that I played on my iPod. Like yeah, like iPod with, Touch. Yeah, my little scroll. Oh, no, the, the the my iPod Nano. I had Peggle. Oh, like with the scroll with wheel. the little scroll wheel. It was insane. But yes, it's a game. I'm looking at it now. This is familiar to me. Yeah, it's a game where you shoot a, a ball and it bounces off a little uh, pinball kind of peg peg. One of those ball shooters. And, yeah. So it's not very high. It's going to be pretty low, but it's very colorful and has cool characters. So I'm going to say like a two. All right, and I will say that as well because I don't I want to play Peggle really. now. Number uh, 62. Number 62 is another kind of game, Dominoes. The, yeah. You know, the little, like, rectangles. <laughs> okay, so just so, some real inch. This is so my, my family has uh, – uh, we, we have a lot of, like, classic family games we play, including uh-huh. Spades, which is the card game Spades. Yes. Um, and there is a Domino's equivalent called 42, and my dad's family played it. And the reason why – and this is something interesting of why – uh, you'll find like a uh, Domino's culture kind of where people play with Domino's in uh-huh. certain areas of the country is most of the time it's because car. And this is why my fa- my dad suddenly played it back in the day, like before he was born is because cards were sinful because they were gambling. Oh. And so you wouldn't have cards around, but Domino's were okay that because they so weren't related to cards. Wild. And so like, there's a lot of Domino's games that are just, card games but turned into dominoes that's right? hilarious i love that shit the like it's so great the like we're gonna try to like pull a fast one on god yeah <laughs> even the cards are bad because they're used for gambling but dominoes they're fine even yeah. though you could still gamble with dom- like how like how i think it's in like orthodox judaism that you you are not, not allowed to do any work on the sabbath and yeah, that yeah, includes yeah. things like pushing buttons so they just have like different rigs and workarounds to do that it's like, yeah. okay well god knows that yeah. you're like doing a trick. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um but yeah, so uh, do- dominoes are great. They're they're toys. Uh they play games with them. They're they're it's like what, what's that game in Star Wars like Sabak or something? Uh-huh. Yeah, Sabak. Also the cards for that are like more like substantial. Like they yeah. have like a it thickness feels to them more so like they're a domino kind of dominoy. Kind of- um yeah, I like I like that comparison. You know, the other thing I my grandparents had dominoes at their house like in little, you know, wooden boxes and I would set up domino rallies, you know, like the chain reaction thing. Yes. That's what I love about dominoes. So dominoes are a versatile tool. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still think it's probably pretty low, but because yeah. they're a game and they're fun, I'm going to say like a two. Yeah, no, I think it's a one. <laughs> 
God damn it, Mike. <laughs> Making me look like an idiot again. Oh, another pizza-related thing. Oh, yeah. And uh, just a follow-up to number 62, Domino's. This is number 63, Domino's. The pizza place. <laughs> um, in terms of what it is as a company, it is ubiquitous, cheap, shitty pizza. In fact, I think it might be the biggest worldwide pizza chain. Because mm. um, I, I feel like I've heard that stat on Doughboys before. Um, it is fine. And if I'm gonna get like shitty pizza, you know, like if if you're if you're shooting a video and you want to provide pizza for the people who came to help or whatever, I'm not gonna get the nice stuff. I'm gonna no. get a cheap shitty chain, and it will probably be Domino's because yeah. for cheap shitty pizza, I like Domino's, and I like that. A couple years ago, they were like, "Hey, America, we fucking suck. We're gonna yeah. change." <laughs> That's my favorite thing about Domino's is that, like when I was in like high school or college, or whatever, they were like, "We're gonna change your whole recipe," and I was over here like, "I liked it." Am I a piece? <laughs> am I stupid? Which is kind of uh, Star Wars because George Lucas was like, hey, I made this thing a long time ago in a galaxy mm-hmm. far, far away, and it's bad, and I'm going to change it. And people were like, no, we like it. It's true. Um, so I'm going to say it's a little higher because it's pizza-related, and because of those reasons, I'm going to say it's a three. Yeah, I like a three for Domino's the Pizza Place. Okay, well, number 64 is... Yeah, we had Domino's, and then we had Domino's. So number 64 is... Hominins. Hominins. <laughs> you know, which is not what Domino's and Domino's are. Uh, no. But... <laughs> It is. It did make us laugh. Yeah, and also homonyms weirdly sort of sounds like dominoes. <laughs> homonyms, dominoes. The homonyms are when two words sound the same but mean something different, yes, right? Yes, I think uh, so. Like I bear and bear or, yeah. uh, you know, two and two. So there's a lot of them. They're words. I'm trying to think if there's any in Star Wars. Uh, that Han like, and Han. That's Han not and Han, that because not that's one. the same name and it's said differently. But I'm going to uh, say it's a one. Give it a yeah, one. Get rid of I, this. I think it is the lowest one we've given anything. <laughs> oh, now we're doing This one's kind of fun. We got one. Okay. Well, number 65, we're going to do yes. a sort, another sort of, you'll hear it from a special guest, but through our mouths in a way. Yes. This this is um, our special uh, listener who sent us to a good podcast at gmail.com, our email, um, a rubric of how to test if something is or is not Star Wars based on our show, Andrew. This is yeah. from Andrew's rubric. It was the other example he gave besides Avatar The Last Airbender. It was, and of course it was contemporaneous with about the Halloween time, the 12-foot Home Depot skeleton. Yes. Um. We can go through his whole thing category by category, but I think it might just be easier to say it got low scores across the board except for um, the category of big fat fucking opinion because it was like talked about all over the place on the internet. He wrote, it's a 12 foot tall skeleton from Home Depot. Of course, everyone has their own opinion about it. Um, But uh, all in all, it totaled on his rubric to a 1.78 impulse buys was yes. the uh, the unit of measure. So Home Depot, we're, we're going to give you that one and not um, not even comment on it. No, it I think that's correct. It is 1.78, uh, the Home Depot 12-foot skeleton. So right. thank you again, Andrew, for sending us the rubric. And that is a reminder to all of you at home, send us emails. We love it. <laughs> we love it. So number 66 is uh, something we're, we're probably going to do an actual episode on eventually, but yeah, the right. show Star Wars Rebels. Yes, the show is great. The art in it, like the actual character design and environment designs, was based largely on old Ralph McQuarrie concept art for the original Star Wars. Oh, cool. Um, it is, I think it's um, possibly even Star Wars-ier than Clone Wars um, mm. because it was the first Disney animated Star Wars oh, thing. Oh, right. 
Um, and by then, like, they've, like, fully curated what Star Wars is, you know? Um, yeah. It has a good amount of Legends EU feel to it because it's, like, it's not following the main canon of people. It's, like, new set of characters, but they interact with some of the main people. Um, I only saw the first couple episodes of it, and it's another one of the animated ones I need to watch. Yeah. So I think for those reasons, though, it's probably pretty high. Yeah. I, I think it is fun and good and inconsistent, and it takes place in the Star Wars universe. So, like, what could be more Star Wars than fun, good, inconsistent, and yeah, Star Wars? that sounds pretty high <laughs> to me. Like, what What do you think? Like, an I, eight? I, I, yeah. I mean, like, a high eight. I might even say, like, eight and a Give half. A, yeah. I mean, we're going to do an actual episode on it eventually yeah, once, we'll I watch some, once I watch some episodes. So, yeah. All right, now, number 67 hot off the heels of Star Wars Rebels <laughs> is my favorite guy, David Boreanaz. So we already <laughs> talked about Bones. <laughs> we already talked about Bones yeah. uh, and the special power that he, or maybe it's Zoe Deschanel's sister, Emily, that has on yeah, the Bones yeah. show. David Boreanaz is just a funny name to say, uh, and he is Angel on uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and that's how I was most familiar with him in the last year and a half mm-hmm. that Charlie and I have been watching it, which we finished Buffy, and so you'll, I'll stop talking about it eventually. Um, he's not very Star Wars. Uh, he's not related to Star Wars. He does. Pl- he has played in like sci-fi things like Buffy, which is sort of a weird fantasy uh-huh. sci-fi kind of thing. I'm just gonna go ahead and say he's like a two because he's not directly related to it, but he is an actor who has been in properties that could be compared to it. Yeah, that makes sense to me because I don't really know a thing about him other than that he's Bones, or maybe he's not Bones, <laughs> he, or he's friends with Bones. I don't know. <laughs> Number I'm a six- friend of Bones. <laughs> I'm a friend of Bones. <laughs> um, number 68 is yet another special guest recording from, um, I think, two-time guest of the show and, of course, my own sister, Allie Gospel. Yay! When Mike and Josiah reached out to me to talk about anything and compare it to how Star Wars it is, my mind immediately went to Project Runway, as one would. And there's some real comparisons to be made here pros first of all you got an old man mentor who everybody loves I gotta say Ben Kenobi Tim Gunn have some very similar vibes you want to do well for them and disappointing them is a really really tough another thing unreal outfits in both in terms of beautiful and ugly I gotta have a few call-outs in terms of Star Wars gowns. Queen Amidala obviously is a, an iconic one, but I think the standout look, maybe Ray, but in terms of evening wear, General Haldo, all day. That gown is unreal. That character is the best character in Star Wars. I stand by it. Also, a pro for Star Wars and Project Runway is that they're are gonna be people coming back year after year in terms of returning characters. Project Runway has so many all-star seasons, bringing in fan favorites to be judges. You know Christian Siriano is coming back at least some point to judge a look. And that's the same with Star Wars. You never know when Emperor Palpatine is gonna just show right back up into your life. So in terms of cons, I would say Project Runway has more women, Probably more emotion. Star Wars has bigger stakes. They are uh, worried about the existence of the galaxy. And if you win Project Runway, you get like money and a spread in Mary Claire magazine. So all in all, I'm going to rate this out of 
one to five make it works. And I'm going to give Project Runway a three. So do with that what you will and I'll feed a scene. How Star Wars is it? Thanks, Allie. Yeah. Allie, good to hear from you. Can't wait to see you again in real life. Yeah, now Let's that go Josiah do... lives in Chicago, maybe once stuff is all one, clean again, we yeah, can all once be we can friends. Maybe I'll get a vaccine or something. I don't know. Yeah. All right, number 69. Nice. Uh, <laughs> what do we got? High school football. Yes. I okay. I um, didn't play. I would go to games, but so you could like hang out with friends. You know, I don't really care so much about it, but I know that people do have big fat fucking opinions on yeah. high school football. So now I'm from Texas and in Texas football is king, right? But in, yeah. in my hometown, it was interesting because our high school football team was like average to sometimes it was, it was either below average. And then like there was a couple years where it was good, but mostly it was like below average. Mm-hmm. So, but I did play football from seventh to ninth grade. So I did play high school football for one year and my team was very good. Um, and I was a lineman, but that was because when I started playing in seventh grade, I was like five. I was the, the size I am now. I was like this tall uh-huh. and they were like, he's big. And then I stopped growing and then everyone else <laughs> kept growing. And so uh-huh. I was like the smallest lineman in the world in, yeah. in like ninth grade. That sounds like a cute little children's book. The smallest uh, uh, lineman. The smallest <laughs> lineman. And I it was kind of, int- I mean, I was pretty good at it because I was fast and like uh-huh. they would most of the time put just like the, 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 you know, six, two, three. 300 pound guys on the line that weren't very good at football but were very big and were mm-hmm. in high school and so it was like yeah you can be on, on on the line which isn't once again i'm not saying linemen are bad at football because it's an incredibly hard job yeah. but you know some of the guys in high school are just there because they're big right anyway uh all that to say what was weird about my small town in Texas is that girls basketball was king because oh. it was the biggest, uh, 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 it was so huge. They built like a, a, an entire, like when they made a new high school, they built an entire new like uh, gym just for that. And the head coach uh, had the distinction of being one of the winningest coaches of literally anything ever. Wow. Like he got to a thousand wins as a coach before he got to a hundred losses. Holy um, shit. Yeah. Which is crazy. So all that to say is that, I have an interesting relationship with high school football. I don't know how Star Wars it is. Yeah, here's here's my thought because the ne- this was maybe tipping our hand to what the next topic is going to be. But high school football has like a big awareness and culture around it in little pockets. Yeah. So like that is like not terribly Star Wars to me. Yeah, I want to say it's like low, maybe like a. I mean, there's stuff like Friday Night Lights and like right. there's there's movies and media about it, so that maybe brings it up to like maybe a three. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. I'm going to say it is less than three. Sure. And I think that's because this next one, I think, yeah, is the a little next higher. It was high school football. Now number 70 is college football. I think college football has a much more sort of ubiquitous national appeal. Yeah. Like, and everybody has a fucking team. And there's factions, yeah. And, like, there's, you know, it's very marketed. It's very consumerist. Yes. I would say it's a little higher, maybe like a four. Yeah, I like that. And I'm going to do a less than four. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So we did high school football. We did college football. Now, number 71, slumber parties. (laughs) Now, I would watch Star Wars at a slumber party. Sure. (laughs) Love Um, a slumber party. Slumber parties have tropes. 
You know, like if, if we got the suggestion of Slumber Party for an anarchy show, we we know exactly what characters and events we would see. Like someone yeah, would get their yeah. first period. Someone would prank another person with like silly string or the old put your water or put your hand in a bowl of water. Pee, pee to bed. Yeah. Um, some maybe kid would go get, home maybe, early. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say someone would get sad and scared and have to call yeah, their mom, mom and go home. <laughs> Did you ever? Someone so like would watch Rat Race. <laughs> yes. Did like, you ever like in high school? Uh, this feature thing, this feature thing, and like high school or, or whatever, like after you could drive and stuff, like you'd still kind of like stay over at your friend's house, and you, you, know, you wouldn't call it a, you know, you wouldn't call it a slumber party necessarily, but like I remember yeah. distinctly at one point, my friends were like staying over and like they were gonna spend the night or whatever, like it was a Friday night or whatever, and then at one point, me just being like, we can all drive. <laughs> yeah. Why are they still here? Let's go. Home. And I literally said something <laughs> like, you know, you guys can like go home if you go. want to. Like, you don't have to spend the night here because uh-huh. we yeah, you this know is not what? comfortable slumber parties are um uh, the media and the stories about slumber parties are always from the point of view of like the sort of the victim of the night mm-hmm. like slumber parties are something that i think everyone wants to be fun but really they never are <laughs> yeah they're, they're 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 fun for the first part but then when you have to like actually go to sleep in a place yeah. that's not your bed and you're not comfortable and everyone's yeah. making noise it's like i think the closest thing to slumber parties that i've experienced recently was like is like going uh you know i say recently like years years ago now right but like going on anarchy trips when we'd all spend a night in the same right. airbnb or like right. anytime you're going on a trip with like friends and you have to like share a hotel room or something yeah it's got that energy because you're kind of slap happy and you're like yeah this is a fun weird thing and it's hard to sleep and no one's comfortable right like that's yeah what... that energy is a blast and and being an adult it's easier to sort of manage having that energy and then not having a huge let down of like we stayed up all night and, and I got really sad because someone told me that I was ugly or you yeah. know whatever like I think because I miss like, my mom. slumber party in the strictest sense of being like a like a middle school thing I think is far more hot and cold than that version of like an adult slumber party you know yeah. um, but hot and cold is pretty Star Wars that's true uh, just in case Allie is listening because we just did hers I'm just gonna say that uh-huh. at that one anarchy thing was when we discovered the Zendaya is Michi video uh-huh. and I kept singing it and playing it and then literally as we were trying to go to bed like I think at one point I was like do you guys mind if i turn on some like rain sounds and they're like yeah, yeah go ahead and then i turned on zendaya's michi again and they were like yeah. it's three in the morning we when, when anarchy anarchy just all had like a zoom call recently on like a holiday thing um and and we were looking at pictures and they were talking about that in fact ali told that exact story and she was laughing the whole time while telling it and everyone else was like yeah i, I do remember that <laughs> was like, like, ali that was and i thought annoying. it was a lot funnier than everyone else did because we were we were the ones Sayings yeah. and day as Michi. That's also when we started talking in Abba Bubby Dubba Bubba Loving Wubbage. Anyway, so, so we've spent. Yeah, we've spent uh, f- 15 <laughs> minutes talking about slumber parties. We have to stop. Uh-huh. Um, I could too. This review was very slumber party energy. Um, yeah, I think two is fine. All right, we got we to gotta speed up to make yeah, up okay, for time. Yeah, okay, so the next one is number 72. This is the show on YouTube called Hot Ones, where um, Sean Evans interviews celebrities and they eat progressively hotter spicy wings. I The reason I threw it on there was when I, we were making this list, I had watched like four or five episodes in one like afternoon. I, I think the show is really fun, um, and it's fun seeing like – poised celebrities in in a press junket not be able to be poised um i think it's a you clever have to eat a gimmick. messy food that makes them cry yeah uh-huh 
Um, I haven't watched it, so I'm going to follow your lead. Yeah, I don't think it's very Star Wars, but um, like John Boyega was on it. I think probably some other Star Wars people. Oh, Oh, Natalie Portman was on it. Maybe like Um, a two? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, maybe like a two. Um, Okay, this next one. This next one. Is, is is important. Seventy three. Yes. George Lucas himself. George Lucas. How Star Wars. So now is the, he? I think it could be argued that he's maybe the most Star Wars, but then Star Wars has grown beyond him and his own influence. That's true. Right? This is weird. This is like how Earth is God. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> because we grew because we have grown beyond God. Uh, yes. Much he, like he Star Wars. He created it in his image, and then we ended up abandoning him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> s- s- just like Star Wars, so uh-huh. I'm, I'm gonna say it's high for George, but like yes. it can't be He's a ten. He's the highest person. I yeah, think. it can't be a ten because it grew beyond no, him. But no, I feel like no. what an, a nine, maybe like an eight or a oh, nine. I was thinking something more, just because he is a real life person. He created the thing, but he isn't itself. That's the true. Thing. So I was maybe like a more seven, like in the six to seven range. Okay, I'll yeah. give it a seven then. Okay, and I'll give it a six. That's and then true. We'll he does have other things going on in his life that aren't Star Wars. So right. Um, okay. He's a pioneer, and he's he's our highest person ever to date. So I would love to date him. Um, okay, number seventy-four, déjà vu. The concept of déjà vu. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do get some Star Wars movies that do repeat themselves. So that's true. They rhyme. So maybe like uh, that's like the only reason why I could see this getting any pros. Um, yeah, it it is just sort of like it's it's maybe our first ever psychological phenomenon. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe like um, yeah, a little higher. I mean, it's not a one, but like maybe a two or a three, a two or a three, uh, a two or a three. Yeah. yeah, I like a two or a three. Great. Let's give it a two and a three. Great. <laughs> Um, this one's okay, fun. number 75 is Star Wars toys. We're talking now, any this is, toy that is Star Wars. This is part of the chili. This is part of the chili, and somehow it is also weirdly the whole chili because, like, Star Wars is all about, like, fucking merchandise and toys. It's not all about. Some of it is actually storytelling, but mm-hmm. so much of it is product and toys, and the toys are, like, pivotal in, like, the culture at the time because George Lucas was like, I, you can pay me just a typical scale director's fee, but I want to retain merchandising rights. And then he became a freaking billionaire. Like, yeah, <laughs> smart. The toys also are, there's a toy of like every fucking character and every character has a name, even if you see them for like one second once, you know? So like, that's very yeah. Star Wars because they the all legacy, exist and they like continue the lore. <laughs> the legacy of Star Wars is toys, right? And like, yes, like yeah. the toys continue the legacy of it. So it's going to be pretty high. Yeah, I'm thinking um, it's somewhere between like an eight and a nine. Yeah, let's give it an eight and a nine. Yeah, I like that. So it's like, higher than George Lucas. It's an eight and a half. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is okay. Number <laughs> no, seventy six. Number seventy six is email. <laughs> yeah. Or electronic uh, oh, uh, mail. I'm gonna say like a two because I'm gonna guess at the time that email really first came into the mainstream, people were like, "Whoa!" It's science it's fiction. Like, yeah, it's like Star Wars. <laughs> it, it is like a form of. I mean, if if the emails were holographic images of the people, I would say that's higher. Right. Right. But we don't get. You know, we don't see very many textual communications in Star Wars. Um, it would be an interesting, like, like serial style podcast to listen to, like, the history of email. Like sure, like that how sounds, it's like evolved. Yeah, that, like, sounds, that sounds that sounds interesting to me. That sounds really boring to me, Mike. And I think that sort of uh, <laughs> is a little microcosm of us as people. Uh, that Mike uh-huh. was just like that's 
<laughs> be really well, well, email is itself, at least now, very boring and, in fact, sort sure. of a pain in the ass. So I think that is not very Star Wars. Yeah, I'm going to say like it's like a two. Yeah, I think that's fine. <laughs> Great. Um, All right, so that was email. Uh, number 77 is yet another special guest from the past from our travel episode. This is a fellow member of Anarchy, the Improvised Rock Opera, Heather Scholl, doing a review of an episode of our show. Which I love. <laughs> Let's listen. <laughs> Heather Scholl. Um, I listened to the Pokemon Go episode with Michael Silver and on a scale of 1 to 10 Pokemon I can actually name aka how Star Wars is it I would have to give it probably a 4. As the guys discuss on the episode really the main thing that Pokemon Go has in common with Star Wars is a sense of community um, in the fans and people who participate in conventions and things like that. So yeah it's not very Star Wars um, four Pokemon that I can name would have to be like the four starter ones. You got like Pikachu, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, and, uh, oh, oh, there's only three starter ones. Okay. So let's throw in there like an Eevee cause they're cute, right? Okay. So yeah, listening to Michael Silver talk about physics though was really awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Heather. That was amazing, and I love that you did an episode of our show. That makes me laugh a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Number, number 78. 78 is America. Wow. The topical for right now. Yeah. I, I like, almost, like, we, we wrote this list maybe a few days ago, and I almost, like, don't even want to fucking talk about America. <laughs> no. I mean, it's very, I mean, all we've been doing is talking about America in real life, right? Like, like we yeah. said earlier, we recorded this like literal days after the stuff that happened at the Capitol. Yeah, um, right. And so when, by the time this comes out, like, uh, I think by the time this comes out, will Joe Biden already be inaugurated? Uh, maybe. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's the plan. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember what day it comes out. But anyway. Yeah, no, I think it's the end of January is when this episode comes out. Right. So hopefully if all goes according to plan, like, like. Oh, yeah, we'll see. Well, that'd be wild if it didn't. Anyway, but America yeah. sucks uh, and it's a bad country. Um, and it's where Star Wars came from. <laughs> it is where Star Wars came from. You could argue that a lot of American influence is in Star Wars, like Westerns and also uh yeah the politics like the trade disputes you talked about earlier are very yeah, like cold and, war in a and way like the serial like the flash gordon uh -huh. type so thing, i would say it's like hollywood i'd say america is a, a a worse place than most of the cool things in star wars um <laughs> and has a a probably spottier history than even like you know the sith yeah, but, you know, Star Wars does have, like, awful shit, and, like, it kind of keeps getting erased and rewritten as, like, the heroes, you know, take over. Like, there's... That's true. There's, there was a coup in the Senate, and then it became an empire, and then there was another coup later, and then it became the New Republic. So maybe like, it is very Star Wars. There was slavery and slash still oh, yeah. is. Like, yeah, that's true. Uh, so, so maybe high, maybe like a... A middle, a middle kind of, yeah, you know, like I'm a five. Yeah, I'm thinking America is like a five. Yeah, that's, that makes sense to me. All right, uh, next one, 79, <laughs> Gilligan's Island. Now, Mike, <laughs> have you watched a lot of Gilligan's Island? I have. I, I haven't in a while, but I watched it when it was on, like, 
TV land and mm-hmm. I know my, my mom loved it. So like when it was on, she'd be like, Oh, you should watch this. It's so fun. And I remember early on, I think I've even maybe told the story on this show before, but early on when living in Chicago and doing comedy and yes. being immersed in so much comedy, I was like, man, to write a sitcom where like, it's just the same cast of characters and they have nowhere to go. They have to interact with each other. That would be the dream, you know, like the office, but like, what if even they were, smaller, like trapped somewhere and they literally couldn't leave. Like if they were on an, I, okay, wow, Gilligan's Island did yep. that, and that was in like the sixties. And then a, I realized that Gilligan's Island was the most brilliant show ever. I had a similar experience where, where recently, where Charlie and I watched The Breakfast Club, and I hadn't seen The Breakfast Club <laughs> ever, and I was like, wow, what a smart movie that John Hughes yes. made because there's one set, and yeah. it's a high school. And most and it of tells the you movie, early on what all the character tropes are. Yes. There's the millionaire, his wife. Yeah, and and, and there's like five people. Yeah, and they're, like it, they're the main characters. There's one set, and then most of this set takes place in one room in the library. Yeah. I was yeah. like, holy shit! If I was a mu- if I was a movie production studio, and someone came to me, they were like, okay, there's six people in the movie. We literally only need a library in a high school. Yeah. I'd be like, oh my god, yes, make this movie. It's gonna cost yeah. me what, like ten million dollars? Yeah, like it's <laughs> right. the, probably the most is gonna be used. Uh, I'm gonna spend is gonna be paying Molly Ringwald. Like, yeah, right. This is gonna be easy as hell. So like, I had that same thing where I was like, oh, he, John Hughes just made the perfect bottle episode movie and it was breakfast club so is it safe to say that whatever score we give gilligan's island here also applies to breakfast Club? i think so they are equal (laughs) they are exactly the same uh um gilligan's island is very funny it's true like old school sitcom way but yeah like it's it's so tropey that it tells you all the tropes at the beginning in the song (laughs) yeah you've got archetypal characters stock characters it's a tv show it's sort of like proto star wars because it comes before like literally yes. star wars happened yeah. um but i would say it's like it's got wacky inventions <laughs> mm-hmm. i would say it's kind of medium low maybe yeah like i think it, you know the fact that it's a show with tropey things gets it at least a three for me i'll say a four and you say a three and then it, it's got like i'll say your four answer. you say your three let's <laughs> call the whole thing off All right, number 80 is the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, so if you remember back to our episodes, I want to say like five through nine or something, when we did April Avengers Month long, long ago, we talked a lot about these movies, but we never really talked about the whole of them as compared to the whole of Star Wars. I think this is going to get some big points. This is going to get some big points. Because it is a media franchise owned by Disney that started elsewhere. Yeah. And uh, is basically the only thing that exists in like mainstream pop culture. Literally saying like Star Wars is analogous to the MCU because like mm-hmm. when we talk about Star Wars, we're talking about uh, everything related. I, I guess you could say more more like we are talking about Star Wars would be related to Marvel because if we're talking about Star Wars and the way they're talking about the show, I suppose, we'd be talking yeah. about Marvel everything as an, as an entity. But yes. when we're talking about the media empire of the MCU, it feels very Star Wars because it, it is Disney, right? It's all the movies right. and the new TV shows, which feels like the Disney era of Star and, Wars. And they're both basically the only reason I would ever go to a movie theater. I mean, yeah. not right now because it's the pandemic, but like well, and, <laughs> the and big it, the big new movie. It is that weird Ouroboros. What do we call? Uh-huh. yeah it, it's that weird thing where like it, the mcu uh was doing serial filmmaking in a way that really only kind of star wars and a couple other uh-huh. uh franchises had done and also that right. ha- that weren't beat that wasn't very popular to do uh around the time that you know right. iron man everything came out 
Well, and then they also sort of mastered it as like an almost like a television formula because yes. they were doing two a year, and Star Wars doesn't even do that. Yeah, so, and so like, then so then MCU was doing that very well, and then Star yeah. Wars, when the new sequel trilogy came out, was sort of copying Marvel, which was sort of trying to do what Star Wars had done, yes. so that's the weird order. Yeah, right. And now they're both so we, owned by Disney. We're weirdly like splitting hairs, but it is not a 10. No, I would say because it's a it, high. Because it is just like a subset of Marvel as a whole creative entity. And, um, and the movies that it contains are all very Star Wars in their own way, right? Like, right. They, but they all not have, in 10 out of 10 either. No. So like, I would say maybe this MCU in total is probably like a 7, maybe a yeah, 6. Yeah, my, six my gut was 8. Okay, let's so give it a 7 I'm, then. Yeah, I'll give it okay. a 7, you give it an 8. Okay. Um, because, yeah, like it, it, can, it contains it all. Okay, number 81. <laughs> 81 is lemonade. <laughs> this is the drink, right? I Not the Beyonce the, album. Yeah, I was thinking the drink. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, I'm going to say it's a one. Let's go. Uh, yeah, fine. It's a one. It's, it's yummy. It's, it's delicious. And sweet, and it makes you weak and small, but uh, <laughs> it's a one. <laughs> I hope that we remember that we started saying weak and small because I want to start, I want to start yeah, saying that more. Small and weak. Small and weak. You'll grow up small. You'll grow up small and weak. Yeah. Hey, if you eat that, you'll grow up small and weak. <laughs> yeah hey that hey we've gotten something out of this episode why does grow up big and strong sound correct like correct english but saying yeah. grow up small and weak sounds like incorrect english <laughs> yeah like uh, the something that like a five-year-old would say yeah okay number 82 uh the song bad romance by lady gaga yes this is probably my favorite lady gaga song and it's also probably the biggest mainstream hit by lady gaga which is funny because like I love all of her music, and I love a bunch of deep cuts, but this one still is probably my favorite. So that part is kind of Star Wars. Yeah, it is has mainstream appeal while also being kind of weird and artistic. Like, it's a weird yes. song. Uh, yeah. Similar to how sometimes Star Wars is weird, but is also very mainstream. Um, the video is great, and it has a lot of, like, weird, like, kind of, like, gothy, draggy, sci-fi-y kind of things in it. Uh, it is just a song. It's it is a bop, but it doesn't have like narrative necessarily. Or um, I guess you could kind of say maybe there's a little bit of a story involved, but not really. Right. So it's probably kind of low, but it's. She also does say "bitch" in it, and they never oh, say that in Star Wars. No cussing in Star Wars, <laughs> man. I can't wait. So, so like there was this thing when uh the new Star Trek series on CBS All Access, Star Trek Discovery. Uh -huh. It's about uh -huh. so it's like third season now, but in its first season, uh, because it was on CBS All Access, they they could say like some curse words or whatever. Oh yeah. And so it was the first time in in Star Trek history that anyone has said fuck was on <laughs> and it was like one of the funny characters would be like this is so fucking cool or something like that. And everyone being like uh mm -hmm. what? But like yeah. I cannot wait for the day that someone in Star Wars says fuck. Like I don't know. I I don't that that to me which which of course here's the conceit of our podcast of like you watch something and then you determine was that did that feel like Star Wars? If that happened in a Star Wars thing, I'd be like that didn't feel like Star Wars. I, here <laughs> let me let me paint you a picture, all right? We've got okay. a we've got a lot we've got something Mandalorian-esque but even grimier, all right? Even okay. more like CD like like the underbelly of Coruscant. Yeah, and then like you've got something where it's just very much like a, and you've got a man Mandalorian type like a protagonist or bag or whatever who sees a bunch of bad guys coming. He's got to fight them all, and he just kind of sighs and goes, "Fuck," and then fights them. <laughs> like, wouldn't that? That's kind of funny. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Anyway. Mike's not as excited about fuck. Well, as I here's am. here's here's the thing that I'm thinking, which is even nerdier. That would upset the like 
established language in universe. Yeah, that's because true. Because there are they like would... <laughs> established like fantasy versions. You know, like I think uh, people say like criff. Like you're so yeah. criffing cool. There, or they would be like a oh, flark or something like whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever like, the weird. Wait, so we've had fuck all this time, and you just say criffing. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. It wouldn't fit because of that. But anyway, uh-huh. bad romance. What is it like a two or a three? I, I think it is the most Star Wars song by Lady Gaga. Does that mean anything? So yeah, like a three. No, like a yeah, two. Okay, so let's say a high two. A high two. It is a um, a, like a like a two approaching three, which a leads two us, with an up arrow, <laughs> which leads us to number eighty three, Paparazzi by Lady Gaga. Which, if if Bad Romance is the most Star Wars, this would be a little <laughs> less Star Wars. Yeah. So we, it's weird that we're we're covering a hundred different topics and we managed to get do two, two Lady Gaga songs by Lady Gaga. <laughs> that's that's odd. I don't know how that happened, but um, yeah, who did that? Um, maybe a, Paparazzi was also a big hit, but it wasn't it wasn't like. I mean, I don't know. It was it was a big hit. It's let's probably in it, her top five. Let's give it a one approaching two. If ba- Bad Romance is a two approaching three, this feels like just a little lower. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, great. Okay. So we did two Lady Gaga songs, and now we are on to number 84, Family Guy. <laughs> which we've talked about on the show too much recently. Uh, we have. <laughs> but it's, it, it, it's right. long running. It's got universal, or, or at, yeah. least, at least in America, widespread appeal amongst a certain age group. And um, people have opinions, and it uh, is sort of toxic and problematic. Yeah, uh, I don't even know. Does they it... also have done a lot of Star Wars jokes it's and true. Star Wars episodes. I don't even know if anyone watches Family Guy anymore. Like, I don't even know because, like, because I <laughs> if used it's to watch just on <laughs> right. Like, like in in we talked about this before, but in college, like Family Guy was like one of the shows that my friend group just had on in the background. Right. Yeah, and we would watch it. Like, we would sometimes watch it, actually watch it. But like, does anybody in college do that now? Do, right. Or, well, like, they don't have DVDs. For Sure, <laughs> but like the and like because my age group, like I haven't watched Family Guy on purpose in forever, and I'm like, yeah. are other millennials still watching Family Guy? Is Gen right. Z watching Family Guy? I, I don't know. We have to get Seth on the show. Uh, Seth Myers once again. We have to get him on <laughs> the show. Seth Myers. Yeah, we gotta get Seth Myers on because he looks like Mike, and we gotta get him on the show. And um, to talk about uh, Seth um, McFarlane. McFarlane. <laughs> uh, Family Guy. Feels- uh, here's here's another thing about Family Guy from a sort of behind the scenes standpoint, though it. Um, it was around, it was culty, and then it sort of died. They canceled it, and then it came back. Oh, and yeah. then I think it even got canceled again, and it, it only was able to get back into the mainstream because, like, you know, culty followers, you know, like, sort of revived it through DVD sales. So, and, and it was made by Fox. And I think, I think the fact that... Um, its fans kept it alive while it was dormant and yeah. like thus brought it back. I think that is like weirdly points, especially since also later they did Star Wars episodes. Yeah. That's I gonna... think Family Guy gets like a four. Yeah, I was going to say that brings it up to like a four for me. Yeah. Actually, that take mine down 84. to a three. Take mine down to a three. Let's, let's okay. average it out. A four and a three for Family Guy. So Ooh. if you are paying attention at home, a Family Guy collectively gets a three and a half a squeeze. <laughs> All right, now, number 85, we have another special guest. My dear, darling, girlfriend, and dare I say, friend. Uh, (laughs) Charlie Irving is here to talk about the TV show, recently moved to Netflix, Cobra Kai. Yes. Hi there, this is Charlie, girlfriend of Josiah, who you may remember from the podcast, How Star Wars Is It? Um, I did the High School Musical episode, which was very long. I'm going to be reviewing... Okay, so I found the thing that was the most Star Wars of all. Of all? Of all. And that is Cobra Kai. Woo! So, here's how Cobra Kai is just like 
Star Wars. So we got the Karate Kid, right? Very Luke comes in, got a broken home. What's he going to do? You know, what's his direction in life? And there's Mr. Miyagi helping him out. Now, Mr. Miyagi is obviously a mix of Yoda and uh, Obi-Wan put together, which is arguably what Luke is in the uh, sequel movies. He is a mix of the two. Um, And in the sequel series, Cobra Kai, uh, that is... Ralph Macchio's character, the Karate Kid, uh, Daniel San, and also Johnny Lawrence is a little bit of our, I don't know, Darth Vader, if he hadn't all the way gone to the dark side. But I mean, I guess we'll see because Cobra Kai ain't over yet, baby. He has good things about him. He doesn't murder a bunch of orphans. That's the truth. And that is something that is very un-Star Wars of it. But here's the rate. But also, Luke wears a gi the whole time. So that's very, very Star Wars of Cobra Kai because they're all wearing them. And so the rating I'm going to give it is one million out of one (laughs) as a fraction. Good. You're welcome. Yay. Also, dark side, light side. Dark side is obviously Cobra Kai, and the light side is Miyagi Do. Um, but it's still up for debate who truly is the dark side and light side, which is very Star Wars. I'm cutting you off. <laughs> if he doesn't edit this the right way, I'll sue him. How Star Wars is it? Thank you, Charlie. I Thanks, love you. Charlie. Good job. Um, I've been told a number of times by some coworkers that I need to watch that show, and then they even said you should do a How Star Wars Is It on Cobra Kai, and I was like, "Well, you should keep listening to the podcast." (laughs) Uh, The reason Charlie picked it was because she was like, "It is pretty Star Wars, and it would make a good actual episode," Uh and so we should jump off because I've seen I haven't watched the new season that just dropped yet, but it's a great show. Um, Yeah, I'll have to watch it. It's great. Anyways, uh, number eighty six trivia. Yeah, so I think you may have added this. What what are you picturing? Like going to a bar and doing trivia or just like the concept of trivia? Uh, like think, knowing things that don't matter. I think like what I'm thinking of is I think the concept of tri- like a trivial pursuit uh-huh. or a, tri- a sure. bar trivia night. Like just any any umbrella of like the ac- activity of doing trivia, you know? Yeah. So here's how I will relate to this topic. I know a fair amount of little dumb trivia things about a lot, but I especially know a lot of trivia about Star Wars. Yeah, I feel like everything about Star Wars is trivia, right? Like anything, yes. any little detail <laughs> could fall into a trivia night, which is going to bring right. this score up for me. Right. Uh, but it is also. But then there's also like a depth. Like if you were at a trivia night, the Star Wars trivia you would hear is stuff like, like. Um, like who is who is the vile gangster who's who wants Han Solo? You know, yeah. like it would be something like that. Jabba, of course. It wouldn't be like what is the name of the uh, blue piano playing uh, elephant, yeah. <laughs> or even more deep lore than that. You know, there's so much fucking. That's like a well of Star Wars trivia. Yeah. So I think like tri- trivia. There's a lot of Star Wars trivia. I think trivia itself though is probably pretty low. Like mm-hmm. maybe like a two. Yeah, I like to. And speaking of group... <laughs> we should rename this episode to Mike and Josiah give twos to 100 things. <laughs> yeah, we'll just call it probably like a two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sp- speaking of like group outings you can do maybe at a bar. Uh-huh. 
Number 87, Karaoke Night. We already told a Karaoke Night story on this episode today. <laughs> Whoa, we didn't even mean to. At Trader to. Todd's. I do love a Karaoke Night. Um, it's fun. It's bops. Mm-hmm. It's definitely bops. There's very rarely singing in Star Wars other yeah. than like the the Max Rebo band um, and then like a couple of sort of non-diegetic songs like Duel of the Fates with the chorus in it or uh-huh. like Yub Nub, but like um, you never really see people sing. Or like Except the spe- for the holiday special. Or the, spe- <laughs> or the special edition Jedi Rock or whatever it's called. Yes, right. <laughs> um, By Size yeah. Noodles. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say it's probably pretty low. It feels similar to yeah. tr- maybe like a one- it- a high one or like yeah, a low I two? Yeah, I like high one, like one to two. Yeah, because um, it's less yeah. than trivia. We right. can agree on that. Oh, we're getting we really close to the end. Wow, wow, wow. We are. We're at number 88 now. This is recycling. Oh, it's, it's important, right? You got it. Two things it. Come, to bat right, or come to my mind right off the bat. They are in a garbage masher in yes. the first movie, and um, they George Lucas recycles all those different ideas, Ooh. the sort of collage part of our rubric. Like, he recycled Samurais, Westerns, and Flash Gordon and made it all one new thing. I like which that. Which is exactly that's, what recycling is. That's taking the concept, applying the concept of recycling in a way I wasn't even thinking about. Now, of course, I'm applying that concept to just the first ever movie, and then there's not a whole lot of recycling thereafter that I can think of. Well, but you could argue that, that they recycle. It's self-recycling, right? It's self. Like they, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, it is reducing and reusing, baby. You gotta know it's reusing. <laughs> reducing and reuse, babe. Uh, maybe... Uh, <laughs> No, I just want to give it a two because we just said probably like a two, right? <laughs> I, I'll give it a three so that it gets a little bit of an edge over our typical two. Okay, great. The typical two. Uh, number 89 is GPS. Now, that's kind of science fiction. Yeah, Star Wars ships all have navigation computers in them so that they can travel through hyperspace. Uh, so and GPS is kind of that. There's satellites, which is star- the literal Star Wars, were like satellite uh-huh. based. So maybe like a two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know when GPS is like first came out for like you know personal use in your car, it did feel very like science fictiony. But yeah, now it's kind of commonplace. So I like two. <laughs> <laughs> now I just want to give okay. Oh. Uh, number ninety is when John Travolta said Adele Dazim. <laughs> yeah, this is important. Wasn't this in the um, Las Culturistas uh, moments of I, culture? I think too? it was. In fact, I think it was maybe their number one. I can't and, remember, but um, it, that is in fact why I thought of it for this yeah, list. It's very good. We're kind of just ripping off the Las Culturistas. Well, thing. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't. I think I was the one who. Uh, uh, that's true. Approach this it, idea. The list idea was yours, and then that was my ripoff of their list. <laughs> yeah, because I, I didn't know they had done it until afterwards. So yeah, maybe yeah, right. they ripped my idea off um, sure. because they read my mind. No, they didn't. They're very um, funny. When he said this, it was so shocking, and like everyone on in the world had an opinion on it and had something to say about it. In fact, it was one of the few ever tweets my mom has made. <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. I, I remember just recently, Allie and I were on Twitter, or like I was I was texting her and I was like, "Hey, uh, look at Mom's Twitter." And like this was this was this year maybe this past year, and it was from that day, which I want to say was like in 2015 or something. Yeah. Like it was years ago, and that was like her most recent tweet, and it was like making fun of Adele Dazim. <laughs> Freaking roast him. Yeah. 
so it, literally everybody knows about this. So yeah. it is ubiquitous. I would say, and John Travolta's a movie star. Adele Nazim's a movie star. Um, and Adele Nazim is like Hutties. <laughs> it's true. That is a Hutties. That's, that's actually Adina Menzel in Hutties. Uh-huh. Um, that's what we think of two. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably think of two. I'll be going to give it a two. Go ahead and give it a two. Yeah, for sure. Now, this one I think might get higher than a two, but we'll see. Number 91 yeah. is Dads. Dads. Fathers. Um... There's a lot of dads in Star Wars. Yeah, it's it's like seemingly only about dads. Yeah. Because even after episode eight, when Ryan Johnson basically says like, no, it can be about anyone at any time, then J.J. Abrams is like, no, you have to have a special dad. <laughs> speaking of, okay, speaking of that real quick, like I, I saw, I read something recently, which really I hadn't thought of in regards to the whole like people hated Last Jedi because they were like, Specifically with the complaint of like, oh, like that's so their that's idea. so out of character for Luke, right? Like yeah, the people right. who specifically had that. The, the thing that I hadn't thought of before that I thought was such a good point was like someone was talking about how it wasn't Ryan Johnson that said Luke left. Yeah, it was, JJ it was fucking Abrams JJ. That said Luke left. And then all Ryan Johnson did was give a reason why he left. And yes. people were so upset with the idea that, oh, Ryan Johnson made it to where Luke was a hermit and he would never leave his friends like that, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, guess what? J.J. Abrams was the one that said Luke left his friends right. for right. decades. And it was and Ryan you Johnson. you could also argue that Obi-Wan becoming a hermit was out of character for him if yeah. you watched them chronologically. Because yeah. he was like a fucking like hero, you know, like sword slinger. Sword man. Yeah, it doesn't. It, and so I just I hadn't thought about that before. And I was like, that is an incredible point, because for some reason, those people defend JJ, but don't. It doesn't. Yeah, make any right. Sense. Anyway, yeah. so dads but are pretty fans Star Wars. are stupid. <laughs> they are stupid. Uh, maybe like a I think like a two. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's more than a two because there's so many dads. Maybe like a three. OK, a I'll, high two. You, you give it a three. I'll give it a two. God, I there's like so it. many twos in a row here. Oh, my God. We are on our last special guest. That's right. Our last recording sent to us is by uh, you heard him twice on the show. We talked about Super Smash Brothers and Sonic the Hedgehog, I yes. believe. And of course, has edited a lot of videos with me. Um, Pete Byrne. Pete. KFC. How Star Wars is it? finger looking good to sci-fi if you ask me let's see kfc kfc's how is it similar to star wars well colonel sanders was an innovator of fast food chicken chicken was slow as hell before the colonel came around and sci-fi was whack as hell before george lucas came around and innovated so many special effects youtube it he did all kinds of crazy ass shit to make those little spaceships look like they were zooming around in outer space also despite being dead the character of colonel sanders appears in so many different commercials and internet things and whatever they've had different act well okay that's that's where it's different they don't have different actors play any characters in Star Wars, but Colonel Sanders has been played by John Goodman. He's been played by men and women. He, he's never going away. But until they move past Colonel Sanders and pick a different mascot, we're going to see the same story over and over and over again. Because KFC is a slave to Yum Brands, the giant conglomerate that owns all the fast food restaurants, just like Star Wars is now Mickey Mouse's little baby bitch. Uh, KFC, how Star Wars is it? I'm going to give it four out of five. Uh, 
I forgot what it's called. Bowls. Famous bowls. Four out of five famous bowls. Back to you in the studio. How Star Wars is it? Thank you, Pete. That was great. Thank you very much. Uh, it's lovely that multiple guests did fast food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. It, it's sort of the, it's, I mean, it, once again, they get it. They understand the Yeah, podcast. exactly. All right. We're in the 90s now, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we are shit. at number we're so 93. Coffee. I'm drinking some right now because we're recording. I am too. We started recording in the morning for the first and time in our lives. It is now the afternoon. It is now like the afternoon. Solidly into the afternoon. <laughs> well, in the afternoon. Um, okay, here, here are two thoughts I have on coffee. One, they have something in universe called calf, yes. which is coffee. Yes. And then I'm reading the Empire Strikes Back edition of um, From a Certain Point of View, which are oh, 40 yeah. short stories of, of that movie, but they take place from other like side characters' points of view. And there was this guy uh, who worked in the Echo Base, and he was just like a messenger boy, and he delivered coffee, among other things, or, you know, calf, and they call it calf, and then later in the story, he just, like, calls it coffee. I love that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, so <laughs> the, the word they have for it is calf, but also coffee, and it is coffee. <laughs> I, I just love that they're just, yeah, it's supposed to call it coffee. It's because, coffee. Because, like, it, it sounds weird saying, like, hey, you always, man- like, you run so fast, you always keep my calf hot. Like, you know, like, he said, like, hey, you always manage to keep my coffee hot, or something like that, which is like, yeah, that's sounds more correct in the same way that they say you know then i'll see you in hell you know like they they don't make up like a new mythos word for hell i'll see you in h-e-l hell the one from uh, (laughs) like norse myth um hell hell uh coffee is pretty universal it's pretty used it's pretty much used in almost every culture i would Uh say maybe a two (laughs) well what no there's like it's like a three yeah oh yeah yeah I think it, it it is itself a culture, so it gets something more yeah, than a two. Yeah, I think I think a three. I think a three is good. Yeah, I like three. Okay, number ninety four <laughs> is deja vu. Um, so like it is psychological phenomenon, and I think it's our first psychological phenomenon. Yeah, it's, if I, I think the correctly. first time we've done. What do you think? Like a two or a three? A two or a three, baby. A three or a two? But we do. Wait there a is... second. I feel like we've done this before. What? Have we done deja vu before? Not in like the actual episodes. Well, here let's. God, that's weird. Like, oh. do, do you know that feeling? Like, like whenever you feel done... like I've seen all of this exactly. Yeah, play I out. feel like I just saw a black cat and then another yeah. black cat. You Should know? we be safe just in case we have yeah. already yeah. done this and do a backup one? Absolutely. For this? Okay, so ninety four could either be that review we did of Deja Vu, but it could also be a backup of Febreze. <laughs> yes, Febreze. Uh, the smell the spray. good spray. Yeah, if you've gone nose blind, you spray it on your couch. So what do you think? I think that one's- This really... is our first ever spray. Yeah. Yeah, say it. Don't spray it, baby. Um, uh, I cannot think of a single thing. It's a one. There, if, if we were doing a full episode on Febreze, we would think of ways to tie it yeah, to Star yeah, Wars, yeah. but my brain is mush right now, so yeah. I'm going to say it's a one. All I, can, all I can think right now is that I can see the number 100, and I'm like, let's fucking get there. Yeah, let's get just there. get there. Number 95 is the console wars. Uh-huh. Which are not the Star Wars, but it's like the Sony versus Xbox, uh-huh. PlayStation or Xbox. Like, which one's gonna win? Uh, That's funny. I was thinking of like Nintendo versus Sega, which is like the generation. That would be before, the OG. Like you that know. is pretty Star Wars. Yeah. There's always a set of wars going on, no matter what generation you. I would in. say there's some wars. I would say that it's not very science fiction. So, uh, but it's think? Like wars a, about uh, technology. Yeah. So like probably a two. Like a two. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, number 96, oh, The Simpsons movie. Yeah. Um, that movie's fun. I've never I like saw it. it. Uh, um, I went and saw it with uh, some friends who d- I did improv with in high school who were older than me, and this was like a few years later. Like, they were already in college at this mm. point. And so, like, I always loved hanging out with them because they were like older brothers. And we went and saw it, and, and we all loved it, and it was like a really lovely day to have. So, so what, like a two? A two, maybe? <laughs> I mean, it's a movie, right? So it is a movie. We tend to give movies something higher than a two. It's animated. It's a movie. It's comedy forward. So maybe like a three. Yeah, and I'll give it a two. All right. <laughs> no, I like three. I okay. like three. Now, this one, though, the commercial. The, Simpsons movie. the commercial. This number 97 is the commercial for the Simpsons movie where Homer sings Spider Pig. Yeah, right. Now, that. That was more ubiquitous than the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's my experience with the movie. So I'm going to go ahead and say since Spider Man, Spider Pig, Sp- uh, Disney owns Star Wars, that's going to be a two. And Disney owns Simpsons now. And Disney yeah, owns Simpsons. It's Simpsons a two. Too. Number 98. Um, now, speaking of commercials, number 98 is the commercial for Geico starring Adele Dazim that, Which, of course, I did a rant about on a previous episode. Yeah. Uh, what was the episode? It was the Scream episode, I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because I was screaming. Yeah, go back and listen to Scream if you want to hear me talk about that commercial. Um, it is a commercial where Idina Menzel pops up uh, apparently out of nowhere and then sings to a lady, and now, it's a I, bad commercial. It's really bad. I, for the meme, I want to give it a two, but it just feels like a one to me. You know, um, yeah, everybody has a fat fucking opinion on it if they've seen it, but that's the that's yeah. the thing. Um, yeah, uh, you give it a one, I'll give it a two. Yeah, Hell. great, yeah, great. Okay, <laughs> now this ninety nine, yes. number ninety nine is problems. Ninety nine problems because sometimes you have ninety nine problems. Yes, but. But uh, in Star Wars, as we just established earlier, bitch is not one of bitch those is problems. not one of them. So it's gonna be a two. Uh, uh, yeah, ninety nine problems is a two out of ten because people do have problems in Star Wars. But like, what? Come on, get serious. I mean, like, if we were being honest and we truly did a full episode on the idea of having problems, yeah, there's a lot in Star Wars. They always have a bad feeling about something. Yeah, it's true. Um, well, they always no, oh, have to get out of jams. <laughs> but we're now at number one hundred. We finally made it, folks. We are what? A little over two hours in? Two, two and yeah, a quarter? Yeah, we're near it. We're rounding the corner to two and a half hours, baby. Yeah, yeah. Okay, number 100 is a very special one. Because this is the 100th episode of our podcast and the 100th item in this podcast, number 100 is our podcast. Okay. How what? Star Wars is, how Star Wars is it? <sighs> Now, I feel I've like, been wanting to say that for so long. <laughs> I know. I feel like this is something that we've had in, in our hearts and in our minds in the back of uh-huh, them for a long uh-huh. time. Yeah, and we haven't really ever approached giving it a score before. No, I think we've been too afraid. I think we're cowards. Um, uh-huh. Well, let's see. Let Let's really break. You know what? Since this is our last one, let's really break it down. Yes. Let's go to the, the uh, Let's go to the rubric. Oh, good idea. Um, I, I a thought I had right off the bat was we do talk about Star Wars every week. That's true. So there is okay. a lot of Star Wars in it. It's true. <laughs> Do we have character archetypes? No. Hmm. I don't think either of us are. Well, we could. We could. You could argue that we're slightly stereotypical, if, yeah, not, no. if not archetypal. Well, yeah, we're we're both fucking white boys who have a podcast. That's so true. that's like a type of person that's so, like weak and small. <laughs> but but not in a Star Wars weak and small. We grew up weak and small. small. Or small and it's weak. not a Star Wars character. So I'm gonna go so ahead and give that a two. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We don't really sneak around. You're, you're plugging in the numbers. Yeah. We okay, don't really cool. sneak around at all. 
unfortunately. No, that's true. Is there good and bad clearly clearly defined? I mean, no, because we're not interested in how good or we're bad things are. We're not talking about good and bad. We're talking about how Star Wars. So maybe like a pretty low there like too. A two? Like it's probably like probably like a two. Uh, what about structure? Is there a hero's journey? No, there's not. Uh-uh. Uh, are we a pastiche, a composite of other things? I mean. Kind yeah, of like we talk about other things and we relate them to like we are, it, we would be nothing if not for a variety of things to talk about. That's true, and we talk about a lot of different things. I'm I'm gonna say that one's in the middle, maybe like a five. Yeah, like a five. Um, and are we a movie or a narrative? No, we're not really a narrative. I don't think you don't have to follow along with with. Yeah, the I mean, like we'll have little updates on our lives here and there, but it's sure. not like a serialized story. I'll give that like a one. Um, mm-hmm. Does people have a big fat fucking opinion about us? Man, I wish. <laughs> yeah, because if that were true, there'd be more listeners. Uh huh. Are we, is there universal awareness? No. Nope. <laughs> Do we have bangers? Yeah, I think. Well, our wait, things... hang on, hang on. How big is the universe of universal awareness? Is it like about sixty people? Uh, no, oh, no, 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 no. It... Sorry, no. It's like eight billion. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, we have one banger. We have one banger. So I'm gonna go ahead and give us like a two. Uh. <laughs> Uh-huh. So let's see. What's so there's our... a bunch of twos, one five, and one one. So that's probably going to net to about a two, I would. Yeah. Think. Well, uh, yeah. I'm going to say the rubric is a one three repeating, but to give us the benefit of the doubt, since we are a Star Wars podcast, I'm just going to go round that up, and I think we're about a two. And it feels appropriate that at the end of this episode, where we did an indulgent episode of our podcast and gave everything a two, that when we review our podcast on the indulgent episode podcast about our podcast, yeah, we gave every, <laughs> we, we give gave it ourselves a two. A two. <laughs> Holy shit, that's one hundred oh, things! Boy. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, then now this because we finished. This is the part of the episode where we announce that we're giving people free money if they listened all the way. If you listened all the way through, everyone who listens to that one hundredth topic gets one hundred dollars. <laughs> The first 100 people to send us 100 emails get $100. Right. You, you yourself have to send 100 emails. Yeah. Now, that is a joke, but um, we would love if um, we could reach 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts. We're at, still in like the high 80s, I believe. Yeah. Um, it would be awesome to get 100 reviews on there. So you should leave us a review. Steal, um, yeah. Steal your friend's iPhones, rate and review. That'd yeah, be great. You know what? Also, we're like approaching like I think an, a milestone number on either Twitter or Instagram. That might be a lie. I can't remember remember but like follow us on social media too yeah. that would be awesome um tell your friggin friends tell your freaking friends uh tell them listen to the show if they listen to the show tell them to keep listening maybe skip tell this them episode not to listen to this <laughs> if you want this is just something yeah. fun this is just something fun for us because we got uh-huh. 200 episodes this also, is more to say we did it than to actually have yeah. the like yeah. a good yeah. artifact of Absolutely. what our thing is <laughs> also because it's the 100th episode, our two-year anniversary is also coming up soon, which that I don't think true. we will do anything like super special for that, but it's kind of no. fun to think about. We've been doing this yeah. podcast for like two years. Uh, but yeah, tell your friends, me and Mike's information for social and like website and all that stuff is in the notes for the episode. Uh-huh. Thanks to all of our uh, returning yes. guests for sending us clips recording from your home during this pandemic. Uh, we really appreciate all of you. Yes. Um, just again, thank you to Pete and to Charlie, Heather, Allie, Andrew, send us the rubric, Angela, uh, Caitlin, Ethan, Dave, Blaze, JPC, Amber, and of course, past and no doubt future guest Michael Delaney. Yes. 
Uh, thanks to all of our listeners yeah, thank you for to you guys. making it this far with us. Yeah, we, you know, I, I think something that keeps us doing this podcast is A, that it's fun, and B, that it is like we do have a small amount of people that, that do listen yeah. every week. And it's like, it's nice to uh, to have that th- have that fun thing to do to give yeah. people something fun during the week. So And hearing from you on Twitter and stuff like that is really fun. So thank um, you to the listener. And, and, hey, the and hey, thank you to Josiah. Hey, can I just, I want to give a shout out to Mike. Gospel, yeah. that is. <laughs> Not Michael Delaney. Good, right. job, Mike. Good job. Here, give me a little handshake. Through oh yeah, the we're camera. shaking through the zoom. Yeah, we're shaking through the zoom. We Wait. always shake hands. Back when we were recording this in person, we would shake hands at the end of every episode. Yeah, it was very transactional. It wasn't fun at all. It was just like, good job, and I'll be leaving. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, what, is there anything else? Is it about time for Tubby Bye Bye? I think it was time for Tubby Bye Bye probably about an hour and a half ago. Yeah, for sure. So, like we always say, we, we love, love you, and may the fourth be with you. We have said that now 100 times. <laughs> hey, good podcast at gmail.com <laughs> is what this is. And listeners, here's a little sneak peek, which is the beep, beep, boops clap yes. that we do every episode in order to sync up our audio. We do this truly every time and explaining it to guests uh, is a nightmare. For, who are, you know, first time on the show are like, what the fuck are we trying to even explain? <laughs> this is a little bonus. Here you go. <laughs> Something about maybe that it's it's the morning uh, that felt yeah. like a lower pitch. Oh, it absolutely was. <laughs> Listeners are going to be like, "Oh, did he wake up two hours ago?" I can tell. <laughs> uh huh.